This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The first thing I'll say, and this can go, this can go on the record here, uh, those guys playing the, that music on the Titanic, I don't think I would have liked that. <laughs> I don't think I. I think that would have pissed me off a little bit. Like they were playing the and the guys in. The, it's really interesting, by the way, everyone. It depends on to. what they were playing. <laughs> I have no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. All your dreams can come true. History, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. Yeah, everyone, welcome to Film History, (laughs) the The history of film. And today, we're going to be talking about Titanic. I am so excited for this. This was a, this was a. A special request of mine. I really wanted to do Titanic before the year was up. Dude, it was interesting. I was kind I knew of, it was. I was kind of dreading it, and then I started getting into it, and it was like, oh wow. This See, is... that's the thing. I do know a little bit about the the making of and behind the scenes yeah. of this movie, and I knew it was fascinating. It's I mean, fascinating. everything about James Cameron's fucking ocean exploration bullshit. Oh my god, it's insane. To the the thing that happened at Crafty that one time, yeah. and the historical accuracy yeah. of this mm-hmm. is staggering. Yes, dude, staggering. James Cameron pulled out all the stops. Yeah. Yeah. movie like i yeah. knew that this was a juicy boy and i wanted <laughs> but oh. yeah yeah man i just those guys so in real life they did that they were playing along you know the mm-hmm. like dev was talking about and i just think if i'm about to die i'm facing death like the last boat has gone out i am now facing i don't even know what's about to happen i'm on a huge city of a ship that is sinking into the Negative thirty-five degree Atlantic. Oh my God! I don't want to hear. That sounds like a nightmare to me. That sounds like a nightmare to me. I don't. I would have thrown them off the ship. I would have been like, "Shut the fuck up, or you're gonna die first. Like, do not play that shit. Wait. So, how do we know that they kept playing until the ship sank? If everyone on the boat died, there were some survivors. There were there were some survivors from the boat that sank. There were six people that they got out of the water who didn't freeze to death. Uh, Probably on some life rafts or something. Yeah, and I'll get into it, but Molly Brown was a big reason for that. Millie Bobby Brown? (laughs) 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 She was in boat number 11. Yeah. She um, really was the reason it split. It was just... She just got so pissed. She's stuck on this fucking ship. <laughs> um, wait, who, who was... Who? Oh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. 
I'm going to get deep okay. into it. Today. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is not only a film history episode, this it's also just a history episode, episode. about Titanic. I I'm excited. I wore my sailing shirt. This is Yes, a, dude. S- another, yes, another boat, a boatsman episode a, for Dev. Man, I love it. Shout out I, to uh, SV Delos. If you if <laughs> you guys out there listening, it's an amazing YouTube channel. Um, they've been around sailing around the world for like 11 years, and they video oh, the entire thing, and it's set up like an awesome uh way better version of a travel or discovery channel show so i highly recommend everyone go check them out and also fun side fact you know who didn't hit an iceberg and sink their ship the delos crew nice (laughs) they did not they know what they're doing i love i love and hate watching that shit because i watch it i'm like what have i done with my life i don't know what you're talking about oh there's He's talking about there's these guys are on YouTube just sailing around the fucking world. What? There's there's, yes. a, there's a whole what? genre of YouTube videos <laughs> where genre. people It's like a travel blogger but from the yeah, yeah. travel was, blog so but from the ocean. Deb, the live aboard people Wall who live guy. aboard yeah they they like usually sell their shit and like retire or whatever cash out and buy, buy a, a big live aboard sailboat usually like them and their girl or whatever yeah. and they sail around the world and they document the whole process. The cool thing is you get to see firsthand people in like these remote areas of different countries and also yeah. like islands and shit that you just can't ever get to by a car or plane or well, traveling. Cool so they'll put it's, on it's like, a lot of fun. They'll put on Instagram and shit. We're coming into this port. If you want to come and work on this boat, come on, come on board. And they'll just pick people up from all around the world. And, like and they'll take them, them for like and, a month or two. Yeah. Whoa, yes. them off. It's yes. incredible. Like so I was, also makes me girl, what I was done with my life. <laughs> dude, I was in Los Angeles and I was, it was right when I moved to Los Angeles and I had an opportunity to do that on two different boats and I almost did it. I was like this yeah. fucking close, but That's I was like, nah, let me, let me it's, do it's some. It's like well, the fucking merchant Marine. Like, wow, I mean, yeah, it really dude, is, cool. you know, it, well, there's going to be some get dropped off at a brothel. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Merchant Marine, but way more alcohol and way dude, more Dude, I'm sex. down. When's the next time they're coming to L.A.? Like, right. I got nothing going there's on. There's plenty of dudes there's doing a, it now. There's a bunch. Uh, actually, um, two of uh, one of the, the, the Delos was founded um, by these two brothers. And one of the two uh, and one of the other crew members from Delos actually live on Lake Tahoe and have a sailing school now. So uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it's like it was so like it's like an influencer boat like yeah I'm basically sorry? cool I mean well you got to think like most of these boats are so big and when you travel you shouldn't really do it on like a skeleton crew unless you're like a real seasoned professional because like right. you got th- you're going across the Atlantic just like the Titanic yeah. you got shifts yeah. people got to be up 24 hours a day watching the boats you got to have watches and Dude, you got to I love usually this it's like the hype house on people. water yeah. Look yeah. it up, man. You'll want to do it. As yeah, soon as I want, you watch the I want videos, this right now. Yeah. Can we all do this and just do film history from the sea? <laughs> I've always uh, been called to the that's sea. That's my man. plan, bro. I'm gonna make a bag of money and buy a giant liveaboard sailboat and turn into fucking Bill Murray from Life Aquatic. I just know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I definitely want to live on a boat for a while in my life at some point. Did um, for sure. So also, uh, just a little bit more foreshadowing for this episode. Did uh, how much DiCaprio stuff did you get into on this? Um, I mean a little bit. Okay, a good amount. Because wasn't this his first like big role? This is his first big one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, did, what was it before this? Uh, what's eating Gilbert like, Grape? It was his yeah. breakout. And growing yeah. pains and shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but this, this was, was his like, first, like big movie. Yeah, and this studio. was like. 
front yeah. and center did they, did studio. You, did you talk at all about his cast, the casting process for him and stuff? Nah. Because wasn't it supposed to go to River Phoenix and then River Phoenix died? It was died? everyone. Everyone oh. in town. Like Christian Bale, River Phoenix, uh, fucking like Paul Rudd was up Whoa, for a while at one Whoa, Paul point. Rudd's that old? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he I guess he is. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was the yeah. same age. Why would I think Paul that it would be Rudd's the same age? Old. He did like Clueless and stuff yeah. around that time. Um, Paul so Rudd excited. was also in uh, the Romeo and Juliet with Leo. Yes, yeah, oh, wow, that was, sorry, yeah. that's why Leo got the role, because Paul Rudd went for it, didn't get it, and said, you should go for it. You're more like what they're looking for. And so Leo auditioned for that shit. Paul Rudd is to thank for That's Leo getting so Titanic. That's so cool. Are yeah. they still friends to stay? I, I Shout can't out imagine those two hanging out. I can't imagine those <laughs> two think, hanging out. Like, I, I don't know why. I see Leo but... having friends. I just don't. <laughs> I don't see that man hanging out with anyone besides like he 20 d- he hangs, Yeah, he hangs out with fish and... He just travels the world with a bunch of models on other people's super yachts. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't oh. know who the president is. <laughs> no, he does. I'm just I still yeah, love that man. I think he's great. I'm a fan. Oh, I love Leo. Yeah, he's always oh, incredible. Yeah, I, I think like I think about this a lot. I think about like who has who has had the best life because there's one human in history that like if you do all the math, you do all the science or all the tests. <laughs> yeah, they had the best life. Yeah, and I think it's Leo because he's been rich since he was a teenager. He's universally loved. Yeah. Um. There's just like he's he's one of the, he's talented. He's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Like there's not a lot of negatives. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's people richer than him, but I don't think there's anyone richer than him who is more well loved than him. And he's probably one of those that doesn't even know it. He's probably like, uh, kind of sucks. No, I think he, <laughs> no, I, he, nah, talk, I think he talks about multiple times how lucky he is. Yeah. Like he is very aware that he won the life lottery. Yeah, he must have. So. He must have. He also like, dumps like a shit ton of money into like nonprofit environmental yeah. shit. See, that's what like, you do. Amazing. You set it up more that's, than most. He he does this his 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 reincarnations right mm-hmm. like when he dies he wants to make sure that his next life is set up the same way <laughs> so he's just putting in all that good karma <laughs> just, you know yeah. yeah this is how he does it these it's, guys it's a it's a whole business yeah it's uh, like these guys have been around the world a few times and <laughs> this is it all culminates. It's how you do it. This, it's how you do you it. Know. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I don't it's want. I don't that, want to... Or he's uh, getting rid of all of his dirty laundry out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, he's just dumping it all out there. <laughs> just d- dumping, dumping Natalie Woods out into the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. We're deep in the weeds here for Titanic, the giant 1997 blockbuster directed and written by James Cameron himself. And starring the beautiful budding Kate Winslet and a floppy-haired '90s boy Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and it was floppy-haired '90s boy. <laughs> he had the floppiest of hair. Dude. <laughs> like that was during that time where floppy hair was all the rage, and this man perfected it. Like after this shit, if you didn't have floppy hair at school, you weren't shit. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I, you would get kicked out of school. For not having floppy hair. Dude, like, I had a floppy yeah. hair that was parted and wavy just yeah, like me that. Too. It was great. Me too. It became <laughs> and this then, like, mop. And then it became blonde. I you know, highlighted the tips because the Backstreet Boys <laughs> and in sync, you know. So it's like that whole era. <laughs> the thumbnail for this episode should be a picture of us all in nineteen ninety seven. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> I was three. Yeah, I'm exactly. Down. There you go. <laughs> Dev and I were like twenty, you know. 
<laughs> I was no, singing on stage at my middle school. I wanted that <laughs> way in silver parachute pants and a black gator skin t-shirt with That's a fossil amazing. watch, motherfucker. That's <laughs> amazing. Dude, I was nine years old and my parents brought me to see this. My mom really wanted to see it. And this was like, we didn't really go to the movies all that much. You know, my okay. parents really, but my mom wanted to go see it. And my dad said, well, I know how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, unless they change the story on me, I'm pretty sure that boat's going down. You know, <laughs> and, uh, he's and not we went wrong. and saw it, and uh, that was my first pair of boobs ever. Wow! Kate Winslet, <laughs> a, me, and a, a bunch of other nine and ten and twelve year olds at the time. That was our first pair of boobs we ever saw. Wow! Yeah, man. Mine was some chick on YouTube, but I got the internet. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. No, it was probably way. It was probably way earlier than that. It was probably Bad Boys. Bad Boys was a lot of firsts for me. Yeah, man. This was like '97. It came out on VHS in '98. You okay. Know, like, yeah. I I saw this we're movie. About ancient history. I saw this movie way later. It was one of those things. It's like I always heard about Titanic, but I never got around right. seeing it. And then. Um, a family friend, like, uh, they had a VHS copy and I was like, can I borrow this? And I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking care. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. And so when I, it was, it was the two stack VHS copy, like the, it was yeah. one VHS tape. Yeah. Um, you didn't dude, quite yeah. finish the, it only, the sec, the first tape ended right when yeah. the ship hit the iceberg. So it was a cliffhanger. And I was like, are oh. you fucking kidding me? It's like, we just <laughs> cut to commercial break. What is happening? <laughs> they did that shit in Green Mile, too. Dude, Green Mile was a two VHS taper. Balled my eyes out. Yeah. This, this movie oh, this movie gets terrified me. me. Yeah. When I, when I was nine years old, mm-hmm. I like I wanted to like run out of the theater. I was mm-hmm. watching like people, all these people die and shit and mm-hmm. disturb the shit out and of And the ending shit. is just so sad. Dude, like oh, yeah. uh, the, the, the old her at the end, like, is like, that was the most fucking touching thing I'd ever seen. I just seen. watched it. Yeah, a few uh, last night I watched it mm-hmm. while I was writing this, and yeah, it's, that movie got, this got is me again. Excellent fucking movie. Oh, it is a flawless film, and also fucking James Cameron. <laughs> why didn't we put this movie in the film Bible for how to do fictional people in a non-fictional world in a right, non-fictional yeah. event? You know, mm-hmm. because this was like a master class on that dude. There mm-hmm. were things where. You basically can't prove he made sure of this that Jack and Rose weren't real people. <laughs> like you, Rose, the room, the suite that she mm-hmm. stayed in with Billy Zane, that was a real suite that was empty on the Titanic because it's fucking J.P. Morgan was going to be staying in it, and he gave up his room last minute, so it was empty. Whoa! So them staying there, you can't even say like actually that was someone else who stayed in there. Wow! It was it's it's genius. That's man. so cool. I yeah. can't wait to it get makes, into this. Yeah, it makes writing easy. The, yeah, the sinking of this ship and this movie both should never have happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, for sure. I will take the counter suit here. Yeah. <laughs> this I movie think, was, you know. I think yeah. James Cameron is a genius, but yeah. I also think that, you know, you talk about those details and stuff, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson tells the story where he got the, fu- James Cameron got the fucking sky wrong. He's sitting yeah. there watching Titanic and Neil's like having a conversation at dinner with James Cameron or some, or some party or some cocktails. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, did, do you think I could have, you know, did I miss anything? How did you like everything? And, and he goes, you got the sky wrong. That's not yeah. what the stars in the sky would have been like at that night, at that time period. Right. So yeah. it, it's it's kind of a 
bitch ass thing to say truthfully. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but yeah it's like, interesting. so funny now the now Whatever. there's even the correct it, sky in the movie like neil yeah, degrasse tyson it. sky wait he really it. he yeah. changed it he changed it to yeah. neil's sky wait wait, wait. and he what the blur release or something they did some cgi yeah. like yeah. how yeah. they oh wow he contacted wow so this is a story neil tells the story better on like colbert and a bunch of other and on rogan and a bunch of other podcasts uh, but basically, he, he had this conversation with James Cameron, and he told him that the sky was wrong. And then he goes fast forward like three years later, and they're doing like a re-release of a remaster, and somebody mm. from James Cameron's production crew calls Neil and says, hey, uh, we're doing this re-release, and I hear you have a sky for Mr. Cameron. Yeah. So he puts yeah. together the sky and sends it over, and then that's what they use. It's, an <laughs> that's accurate, so it's even accurate, the sky. Fucking cool. What Jack would have been looking at. I love Which how... Is great. I love awesome how too. anal James Cameron is about history. Yeah, me too. I do too. That's I appreciate what I love. it. That's yeah. also what I love and respect because I am a student of history myself. It's a passion of mine as a, as all of us. That's why we're here. That's why you right. guys are listening to this. Yeah, I think exactly. that that's where I highly respect it. But I think, you know, to, to go back to your point earlier, James, about the writing and how it's a master class for writing fictional characters in a real scenario – as somebody who's written fictional characters in a real scenario for a feature film, I can tell you that the the real things in the film, the real things in the history and in the reality are easy. They're they're good aspects that contribute to the ease of writing the characters because you already have like stuff to go on. Like right. that's my point. So like, and, sure. and not to say that it's lazy. I said I was lazy earlier. I don't really think it's lazy. I was being a little shit for that. But uh, <laughs> no, I hear you though. I, I do think that it helps. It makes the writing easier. And I just, I think yeah. And I to, also to, to always... think of like Dune is a little bit more difficult than to think of like Titanic, I think. Yeah. No, of course, of course. And I just always think the true story is always more interesting. I do. I mean, I, I just, you know, no, there's he just did a time... hell of a job portraying that, the factual yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's for accurate. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. And it, it's interesting because since this movie. There's been so much more research done on the Titanic because of James Cameron. Really? That he found out there was stuff. There was, like, stuff that was accurate at the time in mm -hmm. the movie. They call it, like, retroactively accurate, uh -huh. you know? But now Listen, it's not. Like, now, yeah. yeah it's and James wow. Cameron is a modern-day Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, he, he, he really has, is. He, he, I respect the shit out of him for diving to the depth that he's dove in dangerously yeah, for such long, <laughs> long, long periods of time. Like he goes and sits in these, first of all, when you did the Titanic dive, I think that thing was experimental that sub and like they were just used they had gotten it like from the navy or something it's yeah, like it wasn't it. Really... i'm sure you got this in your research yeah. let's 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 uh, but, start you know, at the beginning here <laughs> yeah Go for it. I'm, i am excited Cameron, i didn't mean to hate i didn't mean to hate so much but no you know, no i had to get uh, the, the no, off my chest this was a 200 million dollar budget uh the biggest one ever at the time and it was, like I said, it was this fictional story set in a non-fictional event. Was this before or after Waterworld? This was after. after. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. Waterworld yeah. was the biggest at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah, that, this is, fucking Listen, this Hopper. <laughs> this, is a, this is a message to every filmmaker out there. Do not, do not film a movie on the water. No, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, like, how even this. on the water? 
Not, not, not really any of it. It was in <laughs> all tanks and shit. That's, yeah, in parking yeah. lots. Okay, yeah, yeah. How you're supposed to do yeah. a fucking movie? They basically not, like, not in Hawaii during hurricane season. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> this was uh, the first movie to do computer generated water in the movie. Wow. Like there's whole scenes that they would film in giant parking lots with cranes and crazy shit and huge set pieces for the ship. And, like, the one where Jack, I mean, the where they stand on the front of the ship, the whole thing, mm-hmm. that's in a parking lot. They're, like, 50 <laughs> feet in the air on a, on a section of the ship that they built out, and it's all green screen underneath them. No real water anywhere around. Like, not for miles. You can't even get that's water to I drink said, out he, there. He, with Avatar <laughs> 2, man, the man in his special effects studio is fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah, man. He, he's a genius in that regard. And you could definitely see the $200 million. And uh, this w- it was co-financed by uh, 20th Century Fox and Paramount. Both financed this movie. Paramount would handle, like, the North American distribution, and Fox handled the international. Okay. And uh, Fox kind of got kind of got a little bit of an edge on that one. It did even better internationally. Okay, you know? yeah. 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 Doesn't every movie? Yeah, or pretty maybe much. Not the yeah, time. I mean, you're counting I a know. bunch of countries up against one. Yeah, that's one, the thing. So. Yeah. I yeah. attribute um, it to Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, that's such. I can't wait to get to that story. That was an interesting story. How that song came to be. Who owns uh, the IP though? Fox or Twentieth uh, Century? Or they share the rights? They probably share the rights. I would imagine mm-hmm. if they both put in on it. You know. Mm-hmm. How did that deal get brokered? Like, did, there, did you did anything dig up there? Like, James, why tell us. <laughs> tell us the conversation that occurred in the boardroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, was that James Cameron like was going around trying to get funding, and the the Twentieth Century was like, "Look, we'll give you fucking a half. Find yeah. another studio to find to give you." the other half yeah that's he got, probably something like that he got guess. like he got like four million dollars from fox to go do the dive okay. and go get footage that became like the sizzle reel basically and then he wound up with 200 fucking million dollars <laughs> he's you know? like yo can i have four million to go yes on a submarine that's ride? how baller james cameron was he went to a studio and was like i want to go dive into the ocean and take pictures of the titanic Will you give me four million nineteen ninety five dollars to do this? Dude, can you run the inflation? <laughs> yeah, well, the inflation calculation on the budget for the movie two hundred million is like now it is like three hundred and forty million dollars. Oh my god! And so I imagine, yeah, four million. It would have been like seven million nowadays. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go take some pictures and come back to us. You know, at two hundred million dollars, this movie costs more than the Titanic itself with inflation. <laughs> the cost to construct the ship in nineteen ten wow. to nineteen twelve. That's the most Hollywood thing I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> the cost to construct the ship was 1.5 million euro, which was equivalent to 7.5 million at the time, and about 120 to 150 million in 1997. So when they made this movie, it cost more than it did to, to build the fucking ship. And they never even built the whole ship, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never built that whole ship. They, he, James Cameron was pretty proud of it too. He was like. Never in this movie was there a completed ship, just to let you know that. (laughs) This is, again, one of those, they created technology for this movie. There was shit that, like, you know, he was was taken heavily from what Steven Spielberg did with Jurassic Park and just taking it to the the cleaners, you know? It's just like, fuck your few dinosaurs, I'm going to get an entire... There was that shot where they're taking off from the port, the Titanic. Mm -hmm. It's like 80-90% CGI. Wow, that's so impressive at the yeah. time. Yeah, and it was cool. Does it hold up? You oh, said you watched it last it's night. It's awesome. Wow, it's awesome. Cool. It's it it's 
it'll still like take your breath away type of shit. Wow. Like, yeah, it's amazing. The water, if you if I had not watched a documentary about this shit, I would have never known that that was CGI water. You know, wow. it's really good. Yeah, no, he's just a lighting genius as well. I think that's, like, part of it, you know. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the movie. For those who haven't seen Titanic, <laughs> I don't know how you managed to do it. But, uh, oh, by the way, they made that money back. Sorry, in case you were wondering. Oh, yeah. In case, in case anybody out there was worried, this movie to this day has made $2.3 billion <laughs> with a B. Man. Oh, my God. So, uh, <laughs> Do you guys yeah. know, before we get into the actual movie, do you guys know how the Titanic came to be discovered? Uh, oh, it was 19... Sunk? Yeah, I got a little bit about it. It was 1985, like the French-Canadian... Yeah, they... I don't... I didn't. I, didn't I mean, they knew it was the there. I got though. you. Yeah. No, no, I mean, no, no, they, no. What do you mean discovered? They knew it was there. So Go ahead, no, no, uh, no. They couldn't find where it was. They didn't know. They had fucking GPS back in the early 1900s. <laughs> what the fuck you mean they know where, the, what yeah. that iceberg we swam past? Like uh, <laughs> that's the one. It's got some paint swaps on the side of it. Yeah, like a general idea, I guess. But shit. Uh, so it's the one with all the in, blood in on the iceberg. In 1985, the in. In, during the Cold War, the U.S. lost a couple submarines and for accidents, everything, whatever reason. So they were looking for two of them in the North Atlantic. And there was a secret Cold War mission to search for these missing down subs, the USS Thresher and, and one other one. But during the searching of the of for those subs, they came across and discovered the wreckage of the Titanic. Whoa. And that's when they could, that's when they pinpointed like, okay, it's exactly right here. We know oh, this is, shit, you know, man. okay, we can't really go public with this because we're not really supposed to be telling people we're looking for these missing subs that isn't public info yeah. anyways. Yeah, and the, know, reason, so. the reason it took so long is because it's two and a half miles underwater, wow. the Titanic. It's sitting there 12,000 feet, right, Dev? It's like, yeah. I, I, it's, I, would love, I would love to hear the conversation over the radio where they're like, hey, did you find those subs? No, dude, but there's a big fucking there's ship down fucking here. There's a fucking big-ass ship, and it looks fancy. <laughs> it looks, it looks <laughs> it's got, like, <laughs> chandeliers and shit. <laughs> Is this what we're looking for? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think they were definitely using, like, sonar and stuff, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. They Because of a Freedom of Information Act, it came out in 2018. It just Whoa, it got released wow. publicly. So, so like, how they found? So uh, the story up until then was just like we found it. Classified. Don't ask why or how. Probably because I think mm. I know one of the things is is like who does the Titanic belong to? Who does all the shit that is on the Titanic belong to? Like there was, there were people on board that I'll get into that were literal billionaires basically. Whoa! And it's like. Who does, uh, you know, John Jacob Astor's watch go to now? You know, like, oh, his yeah. watch is like a $20,000 watch in 1910. Yeah. And it's like, who do, does this belong to White Star Line? Does this belong to John Jacob Astor's family? Does it belong well, to whoever the sure fuck finds it in the ocean? The, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think it should go to the company who sunk the ship who killed the them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the murderers <laughs> to the victors go the spoils i guess yeah. white star lines like we came up yeah, well, there. <laughs> the, uh, we'll pay for this ship with watch? the glory alone <laughs> 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 
sense. Oh, but it yeah. goes to the iceberg. <laughs> it goes to the iceberg. Uh, so production that iceberg this... is definitely melted now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got our revenge on that iceberg <laughs> with all of our cars. <laughs> <laughs> we reached it from far away too. We didn't even have to go out there to kill that bitch. <laughs> we just like, polluted our air as much as we possibly could until it was dead. <laughs> Thank you. What I'm gonna do? Driving circles. Fuck you, iceberg. <laughs> Dude, that was weird. I was reading um, the research these days. I I don't know how true this is, but some scientist somewhere said that it, they would have been better off just head oning that iceberg. What? Yes. This dude said the they probably would have just been able to like slice through it. That might be true. It. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> oh, Maybe. he said that they would slice through it? No, no, or that's definitely not true. Just, like, pull <laughs> it over? Yeah. No, no, no. I was going to say they just crushed one compartment of the front. Because, like, the way the ship hull worked was it was designed for these different... Like, imagine it being a long tube, but it's sectioned off into compartments. Right. But instead, there's this wall. Instead of the wall from the bottom going all the way to the top, which you would think would be the great yeah, why design. did they do that they they left like a little gap uh, yeah. at the top so when the water filled up it just overflowed into the next one it's like the exhaust so, port I, in know. star wars yeah 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 this was and i but yeah balance we'll i guess maybe i don't know it was yeah yeah poor ship design for sure yeah for and sure. also don't ever ever say anything is unsinkable because it will clearly sink absolutely <laughs> don't test god man he'll he'll get you don't do it. Don't tempt him. <laughs> That's very so, true. production of this film began in 1995 when, like the story I was telling you earlier, James Cameron shot footage of the real wreck of the Titanic. He was able to persuade 20th Century Fox to invest $4 million in the film's marketing up front by convincing them that the publicity surrounding the real-life dive to the wreck would benefit, you know, producing this movie. He was right. I mean, he was definitely right. He's it did. Right. It did. It did kick up quite a lot of interest in seeing this. I thing. bet his pitch was like he compared it to going to the moon. I promise. Yeah. Well, and he, <laughs> yeah, he basically he made a good point. He said we can go down there and film it in real life, or I can try to recreate these models on a soundstage. But we don't even. There were there wasn't a lot of like photos of it and shit even mm -hmm. you know I mean it it's was like we don't was, know what it looks like they didn't even hardly know what this thing looked like mm -hmm. you know in its heyday and that dive down did uncover a lot of stuff like mm -hmm. people were then sending in like oh I have a picture of this I have a drawing of this mm -hmm. I have a blueprint of this shit you know mm -hmm. like people from all over the world were saying like I actually have shit from the Titanic. Wow. Comes come look at it or I'll send it to you or whatever. So he was getting a lot more information about Interesting. how to And make I guess it. worst case scenario, we can just package this footage together as a documentary. Yeah, for sure. And so like either way yeah. you're getting valuable footage. Like yeah. so because you so can sell only... that and distribute it for over four mil for a Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So at the time they, they had only like discovered the Titanic we said in the eighties. So like yeah. this has only been less than ten years of like right. so was this one of like the biggest actual expeditions down to like go look yeah, at the Titanic. Yeah, this was basically James Cameron. Just to give you a sense of how tied in with the Titanic he is, um, he has done 33 dives two and a half miles down to the Titanic. He has spent more time on deck of the Titanic than anyone who was on the Titanic <laughs> when it sank. He has more hours on the Titanic than the captain did. Holy That's shit. how fucking 
Titanic. Holy James Cameron shit, is. That's he, so wild. And that's not all. I mean, he didn't only do the Titanic. He's done a bunch of shipwrecks. He did some like Antarctic. The Mariana vents. Trench. Yeah, the Mariana Trench. He's like a couple fuck. times. Yeah, he does stuff with space too. This, <laughs> you know, he does stuff with the ocean and space. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so at the time that he requests this dive, I mean, he's already a very established director, that's, right? This that's is, where is this, is, this is post Terminator Two, even right? Yes. Okay. Peter Chernin, the uh, executive who he pitched it to at uh, Fox, that's what he said. He basically told the studio, like, not only is this guy going to go dive and get this real footage and it's so interesting and it's mm-hmm. gotten so much interest, but also he's James Cameron. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, give him yeah. whatever he wants. You know, <laughs> right. like, how much does he want? Here's a blank check. So yeah. uh, why had there not been these expeditions down there already? Was there no one else who technology. cared? technology. I think it was just it's so fucking money, man. Money. It's expensive, It's so expensive. Yeah. Two and a half miles you gotta, you gotta have underwater. You have a university's uh, marine science research right. program yeah, budget. That Navy has I mean, I'm to get sure involved. there are, but fucking yeah. cool to be like, I'm gonna fucking research this shit. Also, not to mention, you know, I'm sure White Star Line had a thing, uh, had something to say about it. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> are they still? We don't company? want anybody to do it down there. No. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. No. Well, there's are something really? else now. Or they're oh. they changed. I think they did the Blackwater they had to thing. They changed their name. They changed yeah. their name to Meta. Yeah. Was- <laughs> <laughs> now they're like you know the Blue Star Line or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, I'm pretty sure they're still here. I'll make sure. I thought that there was. Some infighting going on at the company after the disaster of the Titanic. They had two other yeah. ships. It was it was three ships designed to be the same. And they, I, one of them, I don't remember what happened, but it was sailing before the Titanic. And the third, the other one, like, I don't think ever sailed. They got bought in 2005 by Carnival. <laughs> oh, my God. The Carnival Corporation. And they uh, they still use the term White Star Service to describe the lever, lever, level of customer care that you can get on their ships. So they, they still are kind Holy of shit. around. Yeah. <laughs> were they a cruise company or were they a shipbuilding company? They were both. Okay. Um, or, okay. No, they no, built they, their own? They, no, they actually, know. no, they were just a cruise company because they contracted. Okay. Yeah, they contracted for the shipbuilding in okay. Ireland. Yeah, the whole thing was built by Irishmen. 1,500 ah. Irishmen built the Titanic. How many how many bottles of whiskey? <laughs> Not enough. And also, it's very weird. We're too many. Which it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe I was gonna say like thirteen hundred built it. There was thirteen thousand bottles of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting too because that's like around the number of people that died on there. But I'll give you a rundown of basically what the plot of this movie is. So eighty four years after the Titanic, the a one hundred year old woman named Rose DeWitt. Bukater, I think is how they were saying her name in the movie. It's not a real lady, so who cares? But she tells the story to her granddaughter, Lizzie Calvert, Brock Lovett, Louis Bodine, Bobby Buell, and Anatoly Mikhailovich on deck of the Keldish about her life in April 10th, 1912 on the Titanic when she was young Rose. And um, that's basically, you know, that's the whole setup. She, she goes, Bill Paxton is basically being James Cameron, and he's diving in, and he's the guy who's doing all the Titanic research, and he's looking for the heart of the ocean. It's this blue diamond that is said to be on the Titanic, and the only reason he knows about it is there was an insurance claim by the guy who owned it, Billy Zane. There was an insurance claim on the diamond 
but no one's ever seen it or found it or that but they know that it's there it's mm-hmm. got to be like on the ship so bill paxton is just like looking for this diamond and this lady this hundred year old lady rose basically sees it on the news and gives him a call and is like that that, that was my diamond and they found a they found the drawing the boob drawing on the titanic mm-hmm. and she's wearing it in the drawing and so she's like, "That's me. Those are my tits. You know, like <laughs> those are those are my boobs." Um, and they're like, "Really? These are your boobs?" And then he goes back to this drawing. <laughs> how did the drawing survive drawing? in the water, yeah. dude? The drawing is in way too good a shape. I gotta say, the drawing is like literally brand new. They just uh, how did how did it survive in the water? What was their logic? It, it was, was like in an a, airtight safe. I guess. I mean, the, but the safe was muddy water all up in it too. I mean. We're talking about, like, there's not even bodies left on this ship because they've all been, like, eaten by the ocean. Mm-hmm. But this drawing... Boobs, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's whatever. It was on yeah. Boob drawing. <laughs> Boobs kept it strong. <laughs> it was the love. The love held it together. Maybe that's a true story. If you draw Kate Winslet, it's, a, like, an eternal art piece. Like, it'll never degrade. It's, like, some sort of weird... It's like, a magic spell. Just like magic her, spell. apparently. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, young Rose, young, very rich Rose, um, is boarding the departing Titanic with the upper class passengers and her mother, Ruth DeWitt Bucater, and her fiance, played by Billy Zane, Caledon Hockley or Cal. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So question. So they they brought her onto the boat and they're like, "Can you help us uh, find out? Do you remember the last place that you put the locket?" And yeah. she's like, let me tell you a way too long story. They ask her because it was kind of their first time interacting with a survivor of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And Bill Paxton's character, like I said, this would be like James Cameron. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he literally was playing James Cameron. Yeah. And it was just sort of this like, yeah, like, tell us the whole story. Like, I want to hear everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, we're doing all this research. And, and they you're... also needed a very practical setup to go back in time. <laughs> exactly. They needed a good... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. the setup for the movie. I, lo- too. I love me it too. too. Yeah. yeah, and he was basically like, yeah, like tell me the story. And she even at one point I was like, do you want to hear it? infuriated about the ending. But <laughs> that's another story. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My rage will boil under the surface. Oh, slowly. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> so meanwhile, while she's, uh, she's getting on the ship, a drifter and an artist named Jack Dawson, played by floppiest hair of the bunch, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, and his best friend Fabrizio De Rossi, they win third-class tickets to the ship in a poker game. They're like playing this poker game mm-hmm. with these two like Slavic guys or whatever. And the guy's like, "Why did you, why did you bet on our tickets?" You know. Mm-hmm. And then Leo wins the hand, full house, gets the tickets. The whole movie and in real life, uh, there was a big class system in mm-hmm. at play here. You know, <laughs> and in real life, and in real life. <laughs> That was a very real thing. There was third class tickets. Uh, these ranged from like thirty to seventy bucks uh, at the time, which would have been. Uh, let's see, I've got it. I'm Couple hundo. Yeah, it, yeah, it'd be like one hundred fifty bucks, something like that. And then there were also suites, like what Rose was in, the first class, and those were four thousand dollars a room Holy in nineteen twelve. How much and is that in modern day money? That comes out to $110,000. Holy shit. And like I said, hers it's was in real life. Across the ocean. Yeah, yeah. It's across <laughs> the Atlantic. Yeah. 
And so for a lot of people, it was like people down literally in the, they call it the steerage, Mm -hmm. you know, they're down at the bottom of the ship. Some of those people are just trying to go to America. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, trying to get either back to America or for the first time to build a new Mm -hmm. life. Whereas the top of the ship, the top decks were full of just billionaires. Just there for a fun ride. They're just there for a fun ride. What was the second class tickets? Or were there no no second class? (laughs) Actually, that's interesting. I don't know. (laughs) They don't even talk about those people. Okay. Like, who, those people were... Nobody gives the middle class the respect as <laughs> There was no middle class. You were either at the bottom or you were at the top, baby. <laughs> and we're all going down together. The, uh, the the ones in the second class just were just a bunch of fat people in Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> yeah. With like, with, like, umbrella Jimmy drinks. Jimmy Buffett. Bands, <laughs> the like, Jimmy yeah, Buffett yeah, guys, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Buffett was playing a show. It was just all the crew. Class. The crew was like, we're just going to take it over here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so but just to give you uh, like the scale of this fucking ship, uh, it was a, I mean it was the largest <laughs> ship afloat at the time, and it was the second of three Olympic class ocean liners operated by the White Star Line, and she was built by the Harlan and Wolf Shipyard in Belfast, and Thomas Andrews, who they have in the movie, uh, he was the chief architect. Uh, of the whole shipyard at the time. And he actually, he died on board. He died in the Titanic. Um, he was the guy who fixes the clock. Remember uh, that guy? Yeah, he was, was the architect. That was the guy who designed the ship. Yeah. yeah. Do better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> yeah. And he died along with Captain Edward Smith, who was the, uh, yeah, he was the commander of the Titanic, who also. Should have done better. <laughs> should have done better and went down with the ship. They all should have done a little bit better. You know, <laughs> everyone, uh, involved, everyone involved. Everyone involved should have done a little bit better. They had a 30% survival rate of that ride. So, not great. Not great numbers out there. That's You don't like they to hear it. To, they wanted to beat the record on the maiden voyage more than anything. <laughs> and that's, that's, they wanted to make, beat the record from Europe to new york their time record <laughs> yeah and that's why they they should not have sailed they should have delayed they should have slowed down and waited for this fog and at night because of these ice right. that would have been standard operating procedure yeah but the captain and i guess the owners and everybody was like nope no it's, got, a gas. it's more important for the yeah for yeah. the publicity like, wait, literally go as fast this. as you can wait sorry what they were yeah. trying wait they were trying to get there by a certain time yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. They wanted to be the fastest ship on the water. We'll get you from the U.K. to New York faster than anyone else in the world can, you know? Oh. Yeah, it wasn't just a pleasure cruise. The, the if, if, But if I'm going to pay a hundred and some thousand dollars for a room, <laughs> take, your time. I, take your time yeah, with this talk shit. Talk so like, fast. Yeah. But it was part of the ride. It was like, no, you're going to be going so fucking fast, Listen, dude. Like, we're it's going to be so fast. Bro, we're talking, you're still on that fucking boat for a couple weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah. A couple At weeks. that time, how much? How long was it? Yeah, it wasn't Actually, a couple I days. I don't know how long it was supposed to be. Uh, they were going from right. Southampton to New York, and they made some stops too. Um, they like stopped all over Europe and stuff. Okay. Uh, there were some. Yeah, they but stopped the main, Sherbourg, the main Sherbourg. cross stretch is yeah. supposed to be. Right. Yeah, Molly Brown. I mean, got maybe on not weeks. All right, maybe it was like a week. So maybe it was a difference of a couple days. So from. Where it left in Ireland to where it sunk, which was like, I don't know, three-fourths the way there. It was April 11th they left, and they sunk it April 15th. 
Yeah. So I guess they would have gotten probably to New York in like two or three days. Just yeah, long so enough for Jack to close the deal, you know. <laughs> so it's about a week. Like uh, that's yeah. that's that's a standard cruise. Yeah, you know, hit the uh, gas. No. <laughs> We're going. Let's get this thing out. And it, dude, <laughs> this thing was it was the Titanic was eight hundred and eighty-two feet nine inches from front to back. So it was an eighty-story building on its side. Okay, but that's like nothing compared to not the to these we have days. Now, so. Yeah, th- these days ships are like four times as big. But yeah. which is do you know terrifying. what the Titanic <laughs> was similar to? Is the Queen Mary, which is yeah. in Long Beach. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah, anybody around LA go see the Queen Mary. But uh, yeah, this thing it was ten thousand light bulbs on this ship. This. Got me. Okay, listen to this shit. I had to look at a few different sources just to make sure this is true. 825 tons of coal were you was used per day on the Titanic. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that is 35 tons of coal an hour. Uh, so, and the, their coal bunkers stored 6,000 tons of coal on the Titanic. And that is like 12 million pounds of coal <laughs> was on the Titanic. Like, that is a – no wonder the bitch sank. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I can't, call, I can't call a ship a bitch. Sorry. Uh, that's probably bad luck. I should never go near I mean, the ocean a, again. A, Wait, really? Is a fucking I'm sunken sure. ship you can. Yeah, that's true. That's some true. Sea logic. <laughs> um, that's, that's wild. That's, that's a lot of coal. A lot that's, of fucking coal. Yeah. I had no idea. But uh, yeah, there was fourteen thousand. Green vessel. <laughs> there were fourteen thousand <laughs> gallons of drinking water used every twenty-four hours on the Titanic. There were forty thousand fresh eggs, and there were one thousand bottles of wine, which is not enough. I was about to say that doesn't sound like enough. Not enough. There were no. twenty-six hundred people on board, and there's only a thousand, or there are twenty-two hundred people. There's a thousand bottles of wine. You That's think the rich people just had all the all the wine? Yeah. They just like you know. I bet you could just like bring your own though. Yeah, you that's know? true. There's no customs. I mean, people had like bag of weed on them. Like, <laughs> a thousand bottles of wine for a week. They're like, you people just drink less. All right. <laughs> that's not even a bottle per person. I know. I know. If I want a cruise, no, I'm no, bringing no. four those, bottles. Those hundred ten thousand dollar ticket. Let, let, now you got to do the math on how many billionaires there were, because if there was ten billionaires, they brought their own shit, and the, they had o- the only thousand bottles of wine were for them. I mean, that's pretty mm, good. Right. <laughs> okay, and it's, you're not just talking wine; you're talking cannibal whiskey. Cannibal ta- whiskey's on board. Yeah, you're talking champagne. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it left from Southampton, was headed to New York, with some of the richest people in the world and hundreds of people. Trying to just go to New York, uh, trying to start a new life in America, and the first class was like a uh, pinnacle of luxury. I mean, you had a gym, swimming pools, libraries, high class restaurants. They weren't five star, I don't think yet, because I don't even think Michelin was like a thing. I don't know. I could be wrong, but Michelin, the tire yeah. company, the, yeah, yeah, they're the ones who they're the five the Michelin stars. They Wait, were a really? travel company. And they're the ones who give the stars to restaurants around the world. And then they start making tires? And they're, yeah. and they're also, they make tires. No, no, no. They, they made tires. <laughs> they were always made tires. Yeah, they, they made always tires made tires. First. So yeah. t- because they, they made tires place. in Europe, they created like a, 
It was like a, a a diner's club book, a review of where you could go eat yeah. while you drive your sports car on your from from rubber to journalism, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if we decide who's got good food around here. You see how many tires we make? <laughs> yeah, it puts a little different on, twist on it, doesn't it? When you know that those Michelin stars are just like, you see like the big, like the white tire mascot guy and he's the guy who's judging like how fancy this place is. The guy made know? out of donuts? Yeah, the guy who's made out of white donut um, tires. Wait, 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 do we still do that? Do we still rate restaurants Yeah, stars? nobody really listens to it these days. Okay. Though. It's not as like big of a thing as it was in like the... 80s 90s okay and, yeah and, you know that, but, was, uh, that was just how many dollar signs were on the google yeah fucking, exactly the google yeah. Is, yeah this is before uh any internet so it was yeah. all you found your, how you go to dinner at a nice place in a book <laughs> a, a tire book, a tire book. <laughs> yeah. I, honey i looked in our tire book and this place got high ratings <laughs> from the people who made michelin tires <laughs> this, this is absurd dude the past was an absurd place it was. It was how a did society place. exist dude, before we're talking internet. about america for the longest time the sears catalog you could buy a whole fucking house what the craftsman the sears craftsman houses you would get a Sears catalog, and you could buy an entire house, and they would bring the the house building kit to a lot and build a craftsman house from Sears. What? Yeah, man. Yeah. The, the place that you buy lawnmowers that no longer yes. exists? <laughs> yes. The place that went out of business pretty recently. Yeah, like the 50s, 60s. It was all the rage. I legitimately also <coughs> don't understand how people bought plane tickets before the internet. Oh, I know. You would just show up to the airport with cash. Yeah. 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 You'd show or up to the airport call. with cash. Yeah. And they'd be, but you have no idea how much the flight's gonna be. <laughs> well they're like today the flight's eight hundred dollars. <laughs> like, oh I didn't know oh, that. I'll shit. come back tomorrow. Yeah. 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 You like, can what? go Pretty buy a, he- a ticket ahead of time. You can like go there in person and be like, Yo, I want a ticket <laughs> for like June. It's not it's just not like, first come first. It's not like the tickets don't exist until you're there. You're gonna drive all the way. You're gonna drive through airport traffic just to book a flight in advance. Listen, no. Thanks. I want a flight to the Michelin restaurant. Oh. <laughs> I guess you could call. I guess you could also call. I didn't think or, about that. Or on the Titanic, what they would do is if you were in the first class. They had a high-powered radio telegraph transmitter that was available for sending passenger macronograms. <laughs> What's that was, a macronogram, dude? It's, it was basically like, you know, like Morse code type oh, of shit. Okay. Um, a lot of messages went out when they realized they were going to sink. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some, some people out there still have their micronogram messages from the Titanic. Um <laughs> It was probably, this is not funny, but I do kind of see this scene where a bunch of dudes are gathered around this thing like, hurry up! I gotta get a message out too, man. Like, I gotta get on this boat. Come on. Get the fucking thing out. He's like, I've never even seen this technology before. He's beeping shit. Yeah. Uh, we are, we are dying. Uh, anyway. <laughs> My chronograms, everyone. So... Yeah, and I, and now we know through research that basically the ship hit the iceberg. It was due to a cold water mirage, and it's like the exact opposite. I'm sure Dev knows all about this shit. I'm sure he's seen him out there in his in his voyages. But uh, they're like the opposite <laughs> of a desert mirage. They actually it's multiple layers of cold and warm air cloaked the iceberg. 
And normally it could have been seen as far as 12 miles even, giving them like 30 minutes to avoid it. Remember, they're going mm-hmm. full fucking balls out speed. Mm-hmm. Like the throttles all the way to the ground, mm-hmm. you know. And that's a big ship, so it's heavy. It takes a lot of time to, you know, react. It can just fucking turn in an instant. Apparently they, they sent out a distress message to the Californian that said, come at once, we are sinking but I guess it didn't get through. The micronogram didn't go through or something. It wasn't working. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, it, it, was, it was too busy texting. <laughs> <laughs> They're just on Instagram like, uh-oh, this is not good. So in normal circumstances, they would have been able to see the iceberg, but they weren't able to, so they just hit it. Like, was there any way to avoid this iceberg? It was For one, it was 2 in the morning. And so there was like a skeleton crew running mm-hmm. the ship at this point. Uh, the captain went to bed already. And it was, I mean, you know, these were just some, I mean, I, I don't quite know. One of the things that I didn't get to really get into is who these sailors were. Mm-hmm. Since this is White Star Line, it's not the U.S. Navy, you know. Mm-hmm. Dev, again, you probably know more about this, but who exactly, would these guys have had naval experience? Would these guys have just A been... lot of them. The officers probably. Right. The people running it. But, like, you got deckhands, and you probably got, like, I don't know who was on scout duty, but you usually have somebody up in a crow's nest and somebody on the bow, right. especially at night, especially in these conditions where there's uh, could be icebergs. So you're supposed to have multiple eyes for multiple vantage points. And the bridge and everything. So I don't think that happened. Maybe it was change of shift. Maybe it was people fucking off. Like, whatever. I don't know. But the thing about the light refraction is to have people set at different vantage points to prevent that from actually happening. Right. You know what I mean? So if you got somebody way up in a crow's nest, they're going to come at a different angle visually. So that what happens to the image is the light refracts through the moisture in the air and it acts like a lens and it bends it and it puts it away from the eye. So you don't really see that it's there. All you see is a horizon. Right. You know, so, but it still looks blurry. So like you can tell that just like a, a mirage in the desert, you're like, okay, it's, is it there? Maybe something's there. I mean, it could be, but like, you know, if it's two in the morning, you're tired. Yeah. And, and, it's and, freezing. and you know, you're doing this with your eyes and cold as fuck. You're maybe you're ducked down. Under the basket of the crow's nest to not be cold as fuck and take a peek every couple minutes or so, you know. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but it does. It seems like they could have done better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I think the whole thing here was speed. I think they were trying to go too fast. You know, I think mm-hmm. they, if they had just gone at just like a regular, you know, uh, uh, two weeks instead or something. Mm-hmm. I just, I think they were going so fast. I just don't think, I think it was. To, they shouldn't yeah. have gone that fast at night through a dangerous patch of fluids. Exactly, yeah. Like they knew that there was ice reported from an ice drift. It was the time in the season where they were catching it right on the in-between. Like they, they, it was risky to launch at that time to do this anyways. Like they should have done it more in the summer. Yeah. You know. And if they hadn't been going April, so fast. The, I hadn't been melt. Yeah. The collision might not have been as bad either. That's you know, true. it might have. If they had just been going a little bit slower, it might not have ripped the whole fucking side of the boat off. Or yeah. they would have had time to react. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, it all depends on the conditions. Like I said, if it was really cloudy and, and, and foggy and hard, vi- like if you can't see that far in front of you because of fog, that's a totally different story. Like, right. you know, you could only have like a mile of visibility and a mile when you're going, you know, 15 miles an hour, 12 knots or something. And you're a giant fucking ship with 
12 million pounds of coal on board. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not fucking turning. And a thousand really bottles quickly. of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just to give you also like a scope of not only who was on the ship, but who died on this ship. Um, they show these people in the movie and it's really interesting. Rose, it's when Jack first goes down. So Jack, gets taken under the wing by Molly Brown, the unsinkable Molly Brown, who was a real lady in real life. There's even a line where, you know, he's Jack. So he saves Rose's life. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He saves her life. They think he was trying to rape her at first, but then she's like, no, no, he actually, like, saved me from falling over the front of the ship, which she was Mm -hmm. actually going to commit suicide. That was the whole thing. Mm -hmm. She was going to jump off because she's stuck in this rich life, and she has to marry this dude. And it's just, she's done with it all, you know. Mm-hmm. And Jack Which, saves her. I want people to remember that for what happens later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They wind up in the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jack saves her. And anyway, uh, Billy Zane is kind of like, well, you saved my fiance. Come to dinner with us tomorrow night. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> Which is, uh, it was a mistake on his part. You know? ba- bad move, man. Um, <laughs> you basically let him in, you know. <laughs> so, Molly Brown, you know, Jack needs a tuxedo, and Molly Brown says, My son is about your age, your size. He's got a tuxedo. You can just borrow. And in real life, Molly Brown's son was that age and that, like, size at the time. Like, wow. Jack could have actually worn. Molly Brown's son tuxedo in real That's life. So funny. Yeah. Um, who's Molly Brown? She was on the ship. Molly Brown is most famous for they call her unsinkable because she survived. She got on mm-hmm. a lifeboat. She was put on a boat and survived. But when the Titanic went all when it was done sinking to the point to where you could go back, you know, where it wouldn't mm-hmm. suck you in after it, she convinced the crew basically to put mm-hmm. all of the people because these lifeboats were like. They weren't even half full, some of them. Uh, people were just putting 10, 20 people on this thing that's supposed to hold 65, mm-hmm. shipping them out. Let's just get it out. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, there were, a lot of people could have been saved with the amount of space that was still left on those things. But also, it was, you know, two hours. You got clock. two hours until we're all the way underwater. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just, they were really trying to turn them out. And especially mm-hmm. if you were rich. All the rich people go first. It was women and children. That was the rule. Women and children are going first, and the rich women and children are going first first. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know. But Molly Brown, so <laughs> she was rich. She was new money. She wasn't with all the old billionaires. Mm-hmm. She literally, her. she was married to this guy named Jim Brown. They both got married in Dinkler's Alley in Missouri, where they grew up. They were, like, poor dirt poor people he got a job as a miner for a gold mine and wound up engineering something that helped them to strike gold in this gold mine and they gave him 2500 stock shares in the company and made him a board member of this gold oh wow and so he they went from rags to fucking riches out of nowhere wow okay i think i think i do remember this plot this is this is brought up in like the dinner conversation right yeah 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 yeah. yeah. her husband hit gold like that's the whole yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's the cool part rose takes Mm -hmm. him through and is interested in is pointing out people and all the people that she's pointing out are real people that were on the titanic that's really cool and she's giving you like a history lesson on like who was there but anyway yeah they they became millionaires and then she divorced him in 1909 they got a like Mm -hmm. amicable from the divorce she was getting 700 bucks a month at the time which was around 20 grand nowadays money a month 
just to like you know and that was just that was just from the divorce there's yeah. no telling like her what she what got she was doing yeah she was a millionaire yeah. he was one of the first multi-millionaires or new multi-millionaires yeah. that is you know but anyway yeah she was also she was just so famous because she got the sh- the boat to turn around and go rescue more people and also afterwards she set up a organization for the survivors wow. she set up like a titanic survivors sick place to go wow. you know yeah cool. and she was getting people therapy for the titanic at a time where therapy wasn't even a big thing right. other people on board that she points out benjamin guggenheim like guggenheim like the guggenheim the art museum <laughs> i guess oh yeah 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 the huge art <laughs> Museum, huge art people, okay. huge art family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just like the Louvre, or like the, uh, the like the Getty is a better example. Okay. Yeah, this guy's I think like I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, the Guggenheim. You've okay. probably heard of it. Yeah, I'm sure he was on board. So his dad was a big silver miner, and they became like billionaires at the time. You know, in their mm-hmm. money, in that day's money. Mm-hmm. The rest of the family, they were really big into art, like Jackson mm-hmm. Pollock. Was basically paid for by the Guggenheims. Wow. Um, her, his daughter, who's like somewhere. I think she was mentioned in the movie somehow. I think she was like at home. Yeah. So I think she was at home because he was there with his mistress. That's what it was. And anyway, yeah, his daughter would become like Jackson Pollock's biggest investor. Stuff wow. like that. The Guggenheims are still fucking filthy rich to this day. You know. But this guy Benjamin Guggenheim. It was a really interesting story. Um, I mean, at the time, you know, this is a multimillionaire. Again, this guy's super rich, refused to go into a boat until all the women and children were off the ship. Wow. And he said, he had a quote. He said, I'm willing to remain and play the man's game. If there are not enough boats for more than the women and children, tell my wife I played the game straight out and to the end. No woman shall be left aboard this ship because Ben Guggenheim is a coward. Wow. Holy shit. (laughs) When he knew he was going to die, he went back to his room and put on his nicest tuxedo to die in. Wow. And, like, there was a a scene in the movie about it. A bunch of them did. A bunch of them went and got their, like, fanciest dinner clothes and had, like, a last rich man's dinner. (laughs) That was, well, that was going to be my question. Did he die on the boat? Yeah. Oh, okay. He died on the boat. Okay, so other men survived, though, and he just refused. He was like, I'm not going to be one of those? I'm not going to be one of those guys. Cool. I just, I don't, he, and he wasn't the only one. There were a few Mm -hmm. guys who said, I won't be able to live with myself Mm -hmm. after this. So, you Mm -hmm. know, go ahead. I mean, (laughs) it's like, it's a lot of those people who did, did kill themselves later. I mean, imagine the survivor's guilt of sitting out on a lifeboat watching people fall in 50 feet from a fucking ship that's in the air now. Like, the, their brains must have been mush at the end of this. I don't imagine anybody, nobody came away unscathed from this, you know. I'd be, I'd be pretty comfortable with it. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would find a way. I would find a way to live. Just don't look. You know, you know, you know what's more difficult than that? Falling off of the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the reasons Molly Brown did what she did. I'm sure she was. And here's the cowardice thing: if somebody commits suicide after that, you wasteful motherfucker. <laughs> wasted that you slot, bro. Have... You yeah. wasted that boat slot. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You, have, you don't deserve to kill yourself. That Killing yourself is, is a double down of sin, bitch. Yeah. Like, at least make your life be like Saving Private Ryan, where at the end he's like, you know. 
have a life worth living. And like, <laughs> I've worked my whole life to try to do good by you. <laughs> like, that's what you should do. Yeah. 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 Uh, another guy, John Jacob Astor V. Um, he was another guy who stayed on. He was the richest man on the Titanic. His grandfather was John Jacob Astor. And this guy in the 1780s made a huge fortune from he was a german american businessman merchant real estate mogul but biggest of all he sold furs and opium <laughs> and he was the biggest reason for like the opium explosion at the time in china he was like their number one opium black market guy the, the fucking um <laughs> sackler of his day yes dude yeah exactly and he's he was one of the biggest investors in new york so New York was built on opium, just to let y'all know. So is San Francisco. So is San Francisco. <laughs> These places are all built Most on Most of the Pacific Northwest, I guess. <laughs> John Jacob Astor, he was one of them as well. He died. I mean, we're talking about this dude is the richest guy on the Titanic. And even he, the Astors were insanely rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's still there. There's it's funny. There was just like the one of the like last Astors died in 2007. Um, but they, they're just one of those families. They're like a, like Vanderbilt, yeah, the Vanderbilts. Carnegie's. They're like the Vanderbilts, the Carnegie's. That was this type of family. And even this dude was like, I mean, they're literally at some point probably saying we, we need you to get off the ship. You know? mm, like, yeah. You're too you, important. You're too to... important to die on our ship. Mm -hmm. And he says, no, you know, he, apparently he went, uh, he got his best suit on, mm. And they also, by the way, both of those guys, Benjamin Guggenheim and John Jacob Astor, were helping people on two lifeboats. Wow. They're fucking cool. carrying babies to lifeboats. Our modern-day like, rich people are not that good. They're not at these dudes. They're not these Definitely guys, not. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, Jeff not, Bezos would not. I don't think he would be carrying babies to the Jeff lifeboat. Jeff Bezos would not. <laughs> yeah. And he, was, he and Benjamin Guggenheim basically had a, a cigar – you know, in their last moments, in their tuxedos, and uh, they say they think John Jacob Astor was crushed by one of the uh, falling mm. smokestacks, um, which was also mm. a whole different nightmare. When those things started to fall, it was, oh, you know, these right. things are, there's no telling how heavy yeah. those things are. I mean, it's a building falling on you. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That's the size of those things. Holy shit. Uh, when he died, his net worth was $87 million at the time, which these days is equivalent to $2.2 billion. And, yeah, the last thing he did was put on a tuxedo and have a cigar with uh, with old Guggenheim. What's even funnier is, like, $2.2 is not even a lot anymore. I know, yeah. Just, like, yeah. Kanye West is worth more money than yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That's so weird. <laughs> That's crazy. And this was only 1912. You know, yeah. this was not, like... Inflation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> inflation. <laughs> That's why we do the old well, yeah, inflation, the, calculator. The inflation calculator. It's still, crazy. like, bro, you ain't shit. Yeah, well, and then it's... It, it, inflation is... Oh, God. Let's get into how inflation is interesting on this... <laughs> podcast but like uh like the dollar was this was before we were on the gold standard and before exactly. the federal reserve was yeah. even created yeah it's like right? levels of inflation so, here yeah levels yeah, yeah. of like what america really even started was with at the, the time you know this is pre-world war one you know I, I encourage everyone listening to go read a book called the creature from jekyll island by edward griffin it's a giant thick-ass book and it talks about the history of how 
the Federal Reserve came into existence, and it was all by a guy named Senator uh, Aldrich. It was originally called the Aldrich Act. And basically, the senator got the heads of all the giant banks of New York and America, J.P. Morgan and their representatives, and he invited them to go hunting down on a place called Jekyll Island in Georgia. And this was like a very big resort island where Rockefeller had a house, the Vanderbilts had a house, and this island still exists. It's a resort to this day. Um, It's where they filmed The Legend of Bagger Vance. So if you saw the clubhouse in that movie, that is the Jekyll Island clubhouse. And the reason I know all this is because after I read this in this book, I went... No way. So they, oh, let me finish the story. So they invite all these heads of the banks down. They told them to bring hunting gear and not use their real names because if the press found out about this meeting, it would all be over and they'd have a conniption. So they come down to this meeting and they f- create a banking cartel to kind of decide how money is going to be created through the U.S. government. Wow. But it was the the bankers there that came together to decide the terms of this at the in the so much so they had to keep it in secret because if the public found out about it they would have their heads for all of this right. kind of thing so they would they immortalize this in Jekyll Island you can go, I drove my motorcycle there several years ago when I lived in St. Augustine and in the clubhouse they have it it's called the Aldrich Room and it's called the uh, the Federal Reserve Room and and you walk in the rooms and they're like you know I guess like dinner room kind of like just spaces and on the walls are the paintings of all the Federal Reserve chairs so they're not even like hiding this fact now it's not a debated thing it's common knowledge and it's celebrated so i think that like everyone should go read that book or at least have a little understanding listen he does some interviews online but it's it's a great insight to be like definitely what the fuck that was definitely the vibes of the titanic for sure like i said like at least the the top the the first class was Mm -hmm. definitely it was man it was this weird billionaire party wow it was just like uh there was a whole part of the ship that you couldn't even access if you weren't rich enough right it's like that's what we're talking about here these people there's no telling the the deals that were going down the the, who who knows what the world would be like if if some of these yeah like some of these people were shifting the tectonic plates of the earth you know and they died on this fucking boat but some of the people that lived uh, the countess of roths she was a countess i i don't quite know much about her but she was royalty uh she was on the ship and lady duff gordon was on the ship she was also a survivor she was like victoria's secret of 1912 she had a lingerie line called lucille limited lingerie about this time yeah yeah she was like one of the first ones she became a bazillionaire of course it it. is yeah 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 there was yeah it was this was you know and and, this is vaudeville yeah this is burlesque yeah this is you know yeah the victorian post right after victorian era they had wardian era banging yeah yeah but uh she also booked a trip on the lusitania but she did not go on the ship, and it was sunk by Nazis. So she was almost on another one. <laughs> Do you, did, James? Did you re- encounter the nurse or the stewardess that uh, survived multiple shipwrecks? Yeah. So did you ever hear about? You her? know, that's interesting. I want you to talk about it because I thought that was the unsinkable Molly Brown who survived a bunch of them. But yeah, who the lady? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So there's. There's a Argentinian ocean liner stewardess mm. named Violet Jessup. 
And she was called the queen of sinking ships, wow. but also called Miss Unsinkable because she sur- she survived three significant ship instances. Jesus. The first was in listen to, listen to these dates too. So like the first one was the RMS Olympic in 1911. She was working as a stewardess for White Star yep. on the Olympic, and the Olympic. Uh, collided with a British warship, the HMS Hawk. Right. And there wasn't fatalities and it didn't sink, but it was like fucking in shitty condition and like barely made it back to, you know, port. So it, that was 1911. The next year, she's on the Titanic yeah. at age 24 and survives that, right? Jesus. And then the year uh, in 1916, she's now decided that white crew the five star is, is or white star is not a not a great company to work for anymore <laughs> yeah. so she decides to go to work as a stewardess for the british red cross uh-huh. and she was on board the hms britannic oh my God. uh the younger sister of the titanic that had been converted to a hospital ship yeah and that sunk in the aegean sea she knew. She's so, like, why am i getting on this thing <laughs> So if I was on a survivor of the Titanic, I would never, never get on a boat again. Never, never, never. No, you couldn't pay me. <laughs> you could, Literally, that, that was that was also my point. Like, damn, it, it's it was not once. Yeah, it was not twice. It was three times. Did she survive yeah. the third time too? Oh yeah! yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Dev, have you heard you about the whole you. thing about how it's just one big insurance scam? I've, I've heard this rumor. They say that I have heard that they say the Olympic was like Dev was talking about how it was hit. It it crashed into that battleship, and the battleships at the time had like ramming armor on these ships, where in case you needed to ram, that someone. was a tactic. Yeah. in marine warfare, if, mm-hmm. if you got too close to your guns were useless, you'd ha- you'd ram, ram it with them. your boat, but you'd have to brace your size and shit yeah. for you know in the old days it was for cannonballs but you know yeah and so when they hit it you know it was a, it, they fucked up the the mm-hmm. olympic and uh they say that they basically just kind of patched it up caught it the titanic mm-hmm. and shipped it out there and it was like this mm-hmm. big insurance fraud type of yeah and the real titanic was a different ship right or whatever yeah 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 I, um, I don't. I don't know. I think the publicity for intentionally sinking the ship was so bad that yeah. like who would do that? I know. Yeah. Um, it's it literally was like the nine eleven of its time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. it's the same shit where people are icebergs like, can't melt steel boats. Yeah. Icebergs can't <laughs> melt. <when it's> t- <laughs> James Cameron went so far though to keep it historically accurate of who was on the ship. He hired one hundred and fifty core extras, and these people were. Not just extras, they were for the entire film. From wherever we go, mm-hmm. uh, wherever we film, you guys are here, you were like our core people. He sent them to like a, a school to learn manners and how people were at the time. Wow. They had a video. Were they assigned a person? They like... were assigned a real person who was on the Titanic. Wow. And if you were, you could be assigned a survivor or a person who died. And, um, of course, there were only 150 extras, so I think he was giving out, like, multiple people or very key people, stuff like that. The elderly couple, you remember the really sad part where the old couple's just in bed and the mm-hmm. water's just coming up? Yeah. Those were real people. They, uh, Those were the uh, owners of Macy's Department Store in New York, 
Rosalie, Ida Strauss, and Isidore Strauss were the people they were depicting in that scene. They didn't even mention that, you know. Wow. But that was Isidore's not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> Isidore. Isidore. Uh, she Ida was offered a lifeboat and she also refused. Um, She's she, like, I'm too old. No, she. They were gonna split them up. They were splitting up. If you, you know, since it's women only, a lot of women were getting split up from their husbands. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm not doing that. She mm-hmm. said, As we have lived together, so we shall die together. That was like her last words wow. to anyone. Damn, yeah. ride or die, die or for die. Real. Mrs. Strauss wasn't fucking around. Wow. Yeah, and uh, she literally said to him where you go i go and they used that in the film the rose said it to jack wow and that was they, they were like doing what cool. she actually did cool yeah and uh it clearly that didn't happen though rose did not go away. <laughs> yeah. no there was room on the door <laughs> there was room on the door <laughs> the door up door. next <laughs> have plenty of room plenty of room on the doors <laughs> <laughs> at least that Fucking violin guy stopped playing. Jesus Christ. No, I'm just kidding. Look, it was beautiful. And the song that they played, there was actual the song that they actually played in real life. So wow. it was very it was beautiful. I see what they were doing, but also I think I would have been like, please stop. Please playing stop. That. Please stop <laughs> I'm gonna die. Jesus. I don't want to hear this. What if what if that's not the what if you hate that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it's if that's like, like this? Yeah, yeah, it's like, dude, come on. You're playing like Young Boy Better. <laughs> They should have played sicko mode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the weirdest ones was, of course, Jack Dawson wasn't a real guy. He was meant to be entirely fictitious. But as they were doing the research, like I said, after this movie came out, it turned out there was a real Jay Dawson who died aboard the Titanic. Wow. And he was, uh, he was a trimmer. I don't... 1912. I don't I guess he, like, cut wood or some shit for a living. But... <laughs> Or maybe that's like a, I don't know. Anyway. I mean, uh, I guess. I think construction, trimmer. It's yeah, 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 trim yeah. On trimmer. Houses. It's not a terribly unique name. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, a, the odds of there being a Jay Dawson, I guess, is, is pretty high. Right. Yeah. I mean, it could be John, Jay. You know, it's just Jay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was buried. Um, all the at victim, sea? Uh, well, a lot of them were buried at sea, but they have a graveyard in Nova Scotia oh, okay. for all the Titanic people that they either recovered, you know, their bodies or just never recovered, just but their their tombstones out there. Yeah. You know, they have like a Titanic death graveyard. A lot is, of fun. A lot the, of is fun. Is gravestone visit. just an upturned ship? <laughs> <laughs> it's a rose. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, gravestones are just awesome. the heart of the sea diamond <laughs> necklace <laughs> by the way i don't know if we got to that plot line but you know at the end in case you are still stuck under a rock and haven't seen the movie yeah uh rose dis- shows the crew on board the research vessel that she had doesn't she show them that she has the stone no or does she not show she them? doesn't show them she lets them she has it in her fucking pocket the whole time but doesn't let them know and I couldn't remember if she finally showed him and then threw it or if she just threw it. She just it. threw it. So basically, they're looking for the Again. heart of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Rose is coming. Again. What's that? There was room on the I door. Know. There was room. Uh, you didn't have to throw the stone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. It was. She She hated her ex-husband so much, she'd rather just get rid of it. Yeah. The, the heart of the ocean, their whole thing, what they're looking for. They bring her to help shine some light on like where it might be on mm-hmm. the ship. And it's in her pocket because she had it in her pocket when she got on the door of the Titanic thing. 
And <laughs> there's a scene where it's just late at night and she's on the ship and she just goes to the edge of the ship like where she was when she was about to jump off and shit and just drops the heart of the ocean into the into the ocean. So it's like never a to be found super again. rare giant fucking diamond. Yeah, probably like a, like, a, a, a it would be How priceless. many fucking Africans died for this? <laughs> Donate it, first of all. To a museum, you weird, weird woman. It is a priceless artifact. There's no doubt about it. I mean, she could have, like, done a lot of things with it. Sold it and, like, given money to charity. Like, maybe created a foundation to where you educate people on the size of doors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you uh, we kind of we, we had the beginning and the end. We kind of skipped the middle. It's a it's a love story between these two yeah. two goofs, and then uh, also yeah. you get some history. Yeah, it's like it's it's Rose. She's she is gonna marry Billy Zane, who is a uh, a multi millionaire playboy type of dude who just wants to own her. You know, he tells her like she she won't be. I don't. She won't be doing mm-hmm. her art anymore. Stuff like mm-hmm. this. You know, he basically like you're gonna be the trophy millionaire wife that I want you to be. Mm-hmm. And she's going to jump off of the thing, and Jack comes along, just scruffy, uh, uh, floppy-haired, poor boy, <laughs> you know, who's just trying to get to America on a ticket that I won in a in a poker game, you know. His hair's so floppy. His hair's so floppy, and he's just going around. He's one of those dudes who goes around and just draws naked women all over Somebody France. Somebody would have... Called him a girl back in 1911 with that. Hair. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> this is interesting. Okay, this brings me to people believe that Jack was a time traveler, and <laughs> the reason is, of course, they. Do. One of the reasons <laughs> was his hair. His hair at the time, no one in the world was photographed with that fucking hair. I mean, I guess you could kind of argue that he was like a poor artist, so uh-huh. he just like cut his own hair or some shit, <laughs> probably, you know. But that hair would have not been a style in those days, like a okay. a, a curtained bowl cut, you yeah. know, basically. It was just the style of every '90s yeah. floppy hair boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and people say he didn't have money for a ticket. Because he didn't have currency from that time period. Mm-hmm. So that was why he was out of money. So basically, people think that he was sent back in time to save Rose from killing herself on the Titanic. Which, by the way, would have... A lot of people say that might have saved all those people. Because if Rose had died on the Titanic, they might have stopped the ship for a while to like look for her. And they say if Rose had just jumped off, she might have... The Titanic might have been saved. You know, and so he was sent back in time to make sure the Titanic sank. The Terminator. So this is James Cameron making a movie about this historical event, and they say that Rose was Sarah Connor's grandmother, and she was going to kill herself off the Titanic. So they sent Jack back in time. <laughs> I love it. I love that headcanon. Uh, this is an, this I also. Is if, now I want to just. If you, if you incepted. If you. Inception is part of it. What? They say when he's getting onto the beach in the beginning of Inception that he's coming away from the wreck of the Titanic back into a different time period. Oh my God. And. And. Uh, and the Earth is flat. And the Earth is flat. flat. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. If, if you told me. <laughs> that Leonardo DiCaprio played John Connor in Terminator 2. Yeah. 
I can manifest that false memory. Absolutely. Uh, you're, uh, I, right now, I want you. He didn't play. He didn't play no. John Connor in Terminator Two. No. He looks identical yeah. to that kid, though, I right? Mean, think of the casting. You just cast <laughs> a little bit older, you know. And in the King of the World scene, there's a, there's some evidence behind this. Mm-hmm. In the King of the World scene, Jack tells Rose he'll take her to the Santa Monica Pier, where they'll where they'll ride on the roller coaster until we throw up. The the Roller coaster was not built on the Santa Monica Pier until 1916, four years after Jack dies on the Titanic. Whoa! And in the in when he's running to the Titanic with Fabrizio, that's pretty intentional. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, of all the of all the every historical anal uh, like accuracy. Exactly. That, yeah. He's smoking filtered cigarettes years, like 30 years before they would even become a thing in the 1940s. He's smoking filtered cigarettes on the Titanic. He has a rucksack that it was a Swedish army rucksack from 1939. And this is so, and he's in 1912, you know, remember. And, uh, <laughs> there's some evidence, man. I think this is like Cameron pulling a Tarantino with like, you know, his inclusions of like uh, Big Kahuna exactly. I love I love this idea I love this idea it's interesting it's very interesting and I I wouldn't put it past James Cameron either and has you, anyone ever asked him about this theory uh, that's a good question actually I probably and they're probably dead now you know? <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron's also a very hard man to work for by the way oh um, yes no yeah. I him and him and Leo don't get along to this day because of this movie right yeah, yeah. did you get into all that yeah a little okay. bit I know uh, he Leo said he would do another movie, but uh, Kate Winslet said she would never do another movie with James Cameron after this. Wouldn't mm-hmm. now she is, by the way. She's oh. gonna be in Avatar too. It's like oh, a whole okay. like thing that they're doing. Okay, um, uh, isn't this also is Leo? <laughs> that would be. I awesome. would love if Leo was an Avatar. That would too. be awesome. Uh, I, I didn't. Um, uh, wasn't this like a, a conspiracy theory for a while that this is why Leo didn't never got his Oscar because James Cameron's family is really involved with the Whoa. Academy and. And they were basically like, like because balling him, yeah, because Oscars? of because of their disagreement. Interesting. And then they recently patched it up, and then he got an Oscar or something. Yeah. Like that. Ah, interesting. I don't know. Maybe, man. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the scene set in 1912, the whole movie except for mm-hmm. like the modern day stuff, is the exact length of time that it took for the Titanic to sink. So, like, he was doing, you know, stuff like that. He was doing a lot of interesting director stuff that, you know, a man with a $200 million movie. Who knows right, what he's yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. You know. So, did he write the script after he went down yeah. for the expedition? Yeah, he wrote it. He he did not want to simply shoot from inside a submersible, Has been as was done in an IMAX documentary in 1992 called Titanica. But also, he wanted to film outside of the sub as well. So, uh, Cameron's brother, Mike Cameron, and Panavision developed a deep-sea camera system capable of withstanding the 400 atmospheres of pressure at that depth. (laughs) 5,870 pounds per square inch at that depth. Wow, and they're just sending cameras down there for James Cameron. You know, like little robot cameras, or little, people getting out. People are like... there. People, no, they're not getting out. It was basically mm-hmm. like a bunch of submarines that they were in and a camera sub, mm. and they show it in the movie too. It's really cool. It's like mm. this cool fucking. A lot of the technology mm. looks like it's not that outdated, even. Like mm. he's controlling the 
camera rig through the Titanic with a VR headset. Whoa. And stuff. Yeah, it was like they were showing off some stuff, man. There's no doubt about it. Um, he, <laughs> this is like, I'm telling you, this is boom, bam, boom, all over the place. Uh, the original carpet manufacturers of the Titanic made the carpets. They made 18,000 square foot reproduction of the original carpet on the ship using the old design. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. That's yeah. so cool. Dude, it, he, he, he just, I don't, he just, he, he was a history nerd making a movie. Yeah. And he was so passionate about this. It, they did like what CGI recreations of what it would have looked like based off like the pictures they found and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. And not only that, the boob drawing, that was James Cameron too, by the way. He drew that with he his own? He drew the boob drawing. When you watch, again, he was using these like mirror shots where he was reversing things. There's a whole mm-hmm. shot of the ship where they're about to leave. And basically, the way that they had it set up, it was on the wrong side. It was leaving from the right mm-hmm. where it should have been leaving from you know, the left mm-hmm. or whatever. And he basically just filmed it all. He put the... All the letters and everything on set was backwards in reverse, and he would flip the footage, and now it's all the right side, like the right way. Why didn't you just shoot it the right way to begin with? Probably. He said he saved millions of dollars doing that. He said it was like a whole thing about moving around sets, and he was shooting. Like I said, he never had a completed ship. Mm -hmm. You know, he would shoot different things at a time. Mm -hmm. The shot of. Rose and Jack doing the I'm the king of the world scene, mm-hmm. that scene cost over a million dollars to film. Holy shit. Like, it was, I'm telling you, when you see the behind the scenes, it is a massive scale just to get one shot. There is, wow. there's like cranes and helicopters and, uh, you know, they're 50 feet up on this huge rig that is part of the ship. You know, it was, a dude, this was... I mean, that's why they got James Cameron. You know, mm-hmm. he was used to this kind of scale. Yeah, this would have never been successful with uh, a, a lesser director, director. A lesser director. Wow, that's sure. so crazy to have a con- like such precise control over a set like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was his hand in the drawing scene. And since Jack was right-handed and James Cameron was left-handed, he was drawing it, and they just flipped the footage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did he draw it? He 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 drew he drew all those drawings in the movie. All wow. of Jack's drawings were James Cameron's drawings. Wow, he's just a really good he's drawing. A master, dude. Wow. Like he did mostly hand work, which is like some of the hardest work you can do. And he So yeah. do you guys think Kate Winslet had to sit there topless yes. for James Cameron? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yes, that's that's that has to be yeah. what happened. I mean yeah. that, at least that may be why she didn't want to work with him <laughs> <again>. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that. He met his wife on this movie as well at the time. Uh, he married a lady who was on set. I think it was a real horny set, man. <laughs> I think everybody was real horned up on this. Sounds set. like it. <laughs> <laughs> there to- I mean you got Billy Zane and Leonardo. Uh, thank you, Amen. The floppiest of flops of the hairs the floppiest boys. are flying around here. We got the floppiest boys in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was taking a chance. It was like uh, we talked about wings. You remember wings? Oh all yeah, those people in that hotel. All the elevator girls. Yeah, yeah, all like the elevator girls. Everybody was. Well, oh my God, I can't remember what the guy said about it. He said it was like a. Uh, a, a festival of debauchery and oh, sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. The very Hunter S. Thompson, like, <laughs> yes. yeah. This movie had its share of people getting fucked up on set. Really? Time. Yeah. Um, there was a whole part of this movie that they shot in Mexico, in Baja, Mexico. 
And a lot of people think it was literally to cut some corners and mm-hmm. to like save a little bit of money and no regulations, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we love a no regulation set. We love the no regulation set. We see how well that works out (laughs) in past episodes of the show. It was around Shelby's hometown. Oh, wow. She talks about, like, people were going down to film this movie and coming back with, like, legs missing and shit. What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not that bad. But people were coming back, like, you know, fucked up. (laughs) What was happening? Um, So, the big scene where it's going into the water, where you can't see my hand right now because it's a podcast, (laughs) but I'm mimicking the motion Yeah, when it, when, it, when it turns up. When it turns up, they had a real huge fucking set that would turn like that, and all these people would just go flying down the sets. Oh, my God. Sliding down, falling down. There's people in this movie where you see some takes of people hitting rails mm-hmm. falling and sh- that's all real type Holy of shit. shit like they were padding and stuff but mm-hmm. it was not enough good enough yeah, yeah. like people got messed up dude. and you were just there were just extras right yeah they were just extras and stuntmen they would put you know they the they were all in in real life and in the movie mm-hmm. and in the stunt life <laughs> mm-hmm. they were throwing furniture into the water to try to jump down and float on it like she mm-hmm. did the door that's why they start throwing all the furniture off mm-hmm. they're like maybe i can float on that when we go down yeah uh well th- that shit's all really there so you're jumping into water off of this huge set into a tank where furniture is actually floating around. Oh, my God. So you just might hit some shit. Yeah, and you wouldn't just go once. They need you to jump all day today. (laughs) So you would, like, basically, they would be assigned, like, a piece of furniture. You would throw it in the water, jump in after it, or slide, or how if you were a stuntman or an extra, whatever they gave Mm -hmm. you, you know. (laughs) And you would, like, jump with your furniture, Swim to the side with your furniture and come back and do it again. <laughs> oh my god! Because like, we're gonna be cutting all this shit together. Wow! You know, and this could have been for like a shot that was like far off in the distance. Yeah, you like, might be like a a blip. Yeah. on screen, but it meant something. Damn yeah. it! You know, you were representing someone who was really fucking there. <laughs> um, the injuries ranged from broken bones to ruptured organs wow. making this movie. Uh, Kate Winslet got fucked up. She she had bruises that they were trying to constantly cover up. Basically, oh <laughs> like my God. she was like so. How did she get fucked up? She it's the that big scene. Oh. That big scene is basically the one where everybody got messed up. Mm. It's just a weird story. James Cameron all of a sudden moves his whole production to Mexico, <laughs> and everybody got fucked up. You know, it's like it's almost mm. like they knew. Yeah, it's almost like they he he knew what he was about to do, <laughs> and he didn't care. Uh, <laughs> saving a lot of money. But yeah, she oh got messed God. up. Uh, Apparently, it's this is a legend in the makeup world that makeup artists use her bruises from Titanic to make fake bruises <laughs> to this day. They like took really good photos of her bruises that she was actually getting wow. for continuity purposes and stuff. She uh, she chipped a bone in her elbow oh, doing this shit. movie. Yeah, is this why she doesn't like working with James? Probably. Cameron? She got pneumonia. On this movie, oh my god! Um, James Cameron, the scene where she's on the mm-hmm. door, the big scene. Mm-hmm. All those people are actually in very cold water. They thought Baja Mexico would be like warm, warm water, mm-hmm. and they actually did film this. I think they actually filmed this on the water. Yeah, Dev's shaking his head. It's not warm. It was <laughs> the Pacific, you know. Yeah, and uh, so this was actually really cold water. She they didn't shoot this one in a tank. I, th- I guess this was in actual... They had a tank that they, like, let in actual ocean water. 
a lot of the scenes of the water coming up in the hallways was like apparently the water from Baja. <sighs> Cheaper to just pump in ocean yeah. water and pumps than it is to like pay the Mexican government. Right, they needed a lot of fucking water. I'm just surprised he didn't shoot this one on a soundstage tank. Yeah, on a tank soundstage. It might have been a soundstage. It's probably but too big. Yeah, it was just she didn't have a wetsuit under her dress, so she caught pneumonia. A bunch of people were catching pneumonia, and also there was bladder and kidney infections happening on set. Because these people were floating in the water, and James Cameron did not want to let them out of the water to go pee. Oh my so god! So people are either just holding it in, or a bunch of people are just pissing. Yeah, like, there's just you're just floating in piss now. Oh my god! You know, so it's like oh my god. She, Kate Winslet got like hypothermia from frozen piss. Oh on my this god! Boat. Like that's the that's the time she had. <laughs> you know, Holy shit. while floppy hair Leo's over there, like oh, well, that's all our kill all that <laughs> <laughs> So. Another thing that happened on set, Drake, you're very mm-hmm. excited to talk about this. Yeah, I heard about the story. On the final night of shooting this movie, 80 cast and crew members were hospitalized after their fucking clam chowder got spiked with PCP. <laughs> <laughs> James <laughs> In Mexico? It was in Halifax. Those super nice Canadians get down, Yeah, eh? they get down, eh? <laughs> they think it was a disgruntled crew member that james cameron fired this mm-hmm. guy like just got pissed and like decided to put a bunch of pcp in the clam chowder so was, was uh out. was steven spielberg stabbed or did he stab somebody uh james cameron he, he got stabbed in the face with a pin <laughs> james cameron recalled feeling distinctively woozy and decided to step out and vomit when he returned on set he found no one was around <laughs> because everyone who consumed the food were just like off either throwing up or being really high somewhere um, it would later on come out that it was PCP, but James Cameron said he noticed that one crew member was demanding to see a priest, and the, di- the director of photography was leading a conga line, and the assistant director was talking to Cameron over a walkie-talkie while looking straight at him, <laughs> and when, <laughs> when he told her that she didn't have to talk into the walkie-talkie, she got pissed and stabbed him in the face with a pen, and they both were laughing about it. Like, the pen's, like, sticking out of his face, and he's like, ah, you crazy. Because we're both on PCP. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, and apparently, apparently he. Where is the movie about the making of this movie? Yeah, where's the disaster artist about this one? And dude, they said he like he puked all of his up. He said he didn't get as bad as some of the other people did, okay. but his eyes were super bloodshot, and so he's going around trying to figure out what's wrong with everyone, and they're just terrified of him because he like looks like Satan, and they're all on PCP. <laughs> the guy, the guy that normally, the guy that has screamed at me and put me through hell for the past eight months is now. Has- bloodshot eyes and is asking what are you doing while I'm on PCP? You don't think that's terrible? says that the set was havoc with the team running high out of their minds. (laughs) They were shuttled to the nearest hospital, so 80 people on PCP go to the nearest hospital. And we're talking about Kate Winslet, we're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio, James Cameron, Billy Zane. All these people are now on PCP. Billy Zane said he was high for two weeks. 
Billy Zane, Billy Zane, Billy Zane said that there were parts of this movie where he was still on PCP as he was filming because it was it was so strong. By the way, whoever this guy is who gave I out all he... of his free PCP, you know. Yeah, I was just say how this is a lot of PCP. That's a that's a strange <laughs> drug to get. You know what I mean? It's not like. It, I think I think Billy Zane is always PCP. <laughs> like it, it would it would make more sense if like he spiked it of acid or yeah. something. But PCP, PCP, where the fuck do you get this from? <laughs> Cameron, James Cameron says he went to the hospital. <laughs> People, it's it's not a funny story, but it is. It was a hallway of just like screaming, like <laughs> laughing, wailing human beings. Like all these like people from this movie set, and then this hallway of like <laughs> people on PCP, basically. He said the hospital was just going wild. Like people are running around in their fucking like robes and shit. It was an Astro World concert. <laughs> <laughs> he said he remembers watching all this in the hospital, bleeding from his face and laughing, like uh, laughing maniacally, basically. That's so funny. <laughs> maniacally, yeah, I'm sure that was terrifying. <laughs> Blood dripping down his face. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they were terrified of this man. It's just like they were like, like, yo, I am never working with James Cameron again. He almost killed me. It's- Several times, and I got dosed with PCP on set. So, like, so you just find out it was. Let's not do that again. I can imagine the talk with like every actor with their agent, and they're like, "How'd it go?" Well, let me tell you, a little something is wild. Last Wait, but you said it was the last dosed. day of shooting. Yeah, it was the last day. That's what they said. It was the last day of shooting. So there wouldn't have been any scenes where Billy was still. No, high but up. it was early in the day. It happened oh. at lunch. They had the clam chowder. Oh, at lunch. so, so they, they went... all get back to set to do their scenes, and, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "What is happening all, with my brain?" They did. Oh my god! But you know that's the thing. When everybody gets spiked at the same time, it's almost like a game of like, who's gonna tell someone first that I'm high as shit for some reason yeah. and I don't know why. Right, and also, yeah. you're on PCP, so you're not even yeah. thinking that shit. It's yeah. like, whoa! <laughs> but also, like, what kind of monsters eat clam chowder? For lunch! <laughs> Fucking Halifax. That's who. Oh, Fucking man. clam chowder for lunch. Yeah, luckily, the lady who played Old Rose, Gloria Stewart, was 87 when they filmed this. She was a cool old lady, by the way. The lady mm-hmm. who played Old Rose uh, she partied with the Marx Brothers back in the day. <laughs> she was like this legendary actress who never quite got super famous, mm-hmm. but she had a crazy life. She was always around. Yeah. yeah, which was funny. She probably would have eaten the clam chowder with PCP and been like, this is all you got? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I lived in the yeah, 20s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She's like, PCP. <laughs> I partied yeah. with the Marx Y'all are Brothers. cute. The cigarette has PCP <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, she did not get PCP'd because she went to lunch elsewhere and <laughs> didn't eat clam chowder at noon. What scene were they shooting up in Canada? Uh, they shot all over the place, man. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. This is globe-trying adventure over glo- here. Yeah, man. It's James Cameron. You're going on an adventure. And these, <laughs> and think about the 150 extras, man. They got to go all oh, over yeah. the world to this go is film a, this it's thing. It's a cool gig, yeah. They said it was interesting, too, because they were all from different parts of the world. So he also had recreated this, like, uh, all these people who were on the Titanic were from different, like, uh, melting like pots. like a who's who's of, like, yeah, who. where are you from? This yeah. Role. Yeah, that's cool. And they got to have backstories as well. Like, they were real people. You yeah. know, they were playing real people. So I imagine it was a lot of fun. They said a lot of them became friends and probably a lot of them fucked. Let's wow. be honest. Like I said, I think it was a real horny set on Titanic. A <laughs> real horny yeah. set. Tra- trauma binding, Yeah, bro. trauma binding. <laughs> A real horny set. Um, did yeah. uh, did DiCaprio and uh, Kate Winslet end up hooking up? No one knows. 
Really? No one knows. How, how could you not? I hope they had to have. Mm-hmm. I hope that they did. They played husband and yeah. wife like 10 years later in that movie that they almost won Oscars yeah, for, Yeah, they've too. been best really friends ever since this movie. Really? But oh, they've, yeah. they've never officially dated? They've never officially on the record dated. Interesting. No. Yeah. It's probably, I would bet that it's one of those situations, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but I've had this, where you like... Hook up with a girl, and you guys are both like feeling each other in it, that night or whatever. And you bang, and then afterward, you're like, you know, this. We feel like I'd just rather hang out with you and be friends. Right. Like, I, you're like more the homie than you are the, you know, fucking, you know. <laughs> and I imagine the, I imagine the constant 25 supermodels has something to do with it as well. Sure, Can't yeah, she probably, probably doesn't like, want to uh, be in a relationship with yeah, yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah. When's the, this, when is the last time DiCaprio's ever had a public relationship? It, Who's the last girl he dated? Besides all those supermodels, not really. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know, actually. It had to be, it's probably the 90s. It probably yeah. was like, he probably, you know... Yeah. I think he was dating a Victoria's Secret model for a while, but yeah, he doesn't really date other celebrities. He's he's an interesting cat, man. No, he he's got his publicist and stuff saying yeah. he's got a win an age window. Mm-hmm. Like he won't date younger than this or older yeah, than this. Yeah, I think that's it's real. Like every girl he's ever had for the past 20 years has been in that. Like I said age, I can't even when he was in I that. I can't age. imagine he hangs out with people. Like I I'll just say <laughs> this. I saw him once at a movie theater, the AMC in uh Century City. What? Alone by himself. Like, Interesting. No one else, just him at the top center of the theater eating popcorn. <laughs> wow, you're sure it's him? Yeah, no, it was him. I looked him dead in his face. I sat like two seats away from him. Wow, it was just Leonardo DiCaprio. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just, that was great. Just in the wild. Wow, you know? that's so yeah. cool. And ever since then, I'm like, I don't think he hangs out with people. <laughs> like, I almost wanted to be like, Do you need a friend? You know, like. <laughs> um, he, he strikes me as the type of guy who is probably still best friends if he was best friends before he was growing up. Yeah, and like those guys are around, but you, they're like you know entourage style, like. You- know you don't know who they are they're not right. famous they're exactly. just his friends yeah for um, sure, he's for friends sure. of people you've never heard of yeah he doesn't hang out with like yeah i mean apparently him and brad are friends i was about but, to say him yeah. and brad bradley cooper not bradley cooper <laughs> brad pitt absolutely have to be Sir friends pitt. they're too they're too cool together <laughs> yeah 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 uh were they friends before once upon a time I that's also another one of those kind of mysteries is like who hangs out you know i don't i don't think so I don't. I've never seen pictures of them together before. That's why. When, it, yeah, there's old pictures of them in the nineties. Yeah, being at the same event. Yeah. And oh, in, in Sunset yeah. Strip. And he's, stuff. he's friends yeah. with Tobey Maguire. He's actually yeah. really close. Oh, to Jonah. that's true. He and Tobey Maguire. He's homies. close with Jonah Hill too. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. that's true. Jonah's recent. Jonah's he he got close with Jonah of Wolf Wall Street. Right. Hey, him and Marty Street. hang out yeah, all the time. Like, I'm oh, sure. Marty. Yeah, that is very true. Him and Marty actually went to go rescue Daniel Day Lewis from being a cobbler in Italy. That's to right. Do yeah the 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 build a butcher role. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Gigs of New York. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he hangs out with Marty. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just life lottery life <laughs> lottery like a terrifying shoe cobbler yeah existence. dude oh yeah i'll tell the story one day i'll probably do a daniel day lewis episode but honestly i would love to do a daniel day yeah, lewis episode because yeah. the story i think he probably deserves daniel day lewis at one point in his career right before the before gangs of new york you know i mean he notoriously doesn't take a role every but it, back in the day, it used to be like every five to seven years. Once a decade. Yeah. Once a decade type of guy because he is 
so fucking method that in order to get ready for a role, he needs years to be in this like role. I I never want to hang out with this man. But, uh, <laughs> but after the after whatever the movie before was, I mean, it was like My Left Foot or some shit. Whatever he had done before, he literally quit acting. Gay like didn't give anyone his phone number type of shit, moved to Italy and became a shoe cobbler in like a little Italian like village somewhere. And like there's a story where Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese go to Italy to go track down Daniel Day Lewis in like the remote part of, you know, fucking wherever Tuscany wild. or some shit. That's yeah. So wild. I want a movie about that. Yeah. I want a movie about him and Marty looking for Daniel Day Lewis. What do they they land at the airport? And they're like, they go to the bar, and they're like, do you know an insane American actor who fixes shoes now? <laughs> they're like, oh. They're like, yes. Oh, yeah, that's the terrifying <laughs> shoe cobbler that just moved in. That's the shoe cobbler that all the kids are afraid it's of. It's this shoe maniac down the street, yeah. You want some shoes, kids? <laughs> 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 and then after Gangs of New York, he comes back out of retirement for Phantom Thread. I, yes, dude, I know. His that was the thing. It was such a precious career, and then at some point he was like, "Fuck it, I'll just do anything." Well, I mean, but, a lot of people love Phantom Thread, but I just, I just, I, I, I can't, it. I can't I get into it. it. It's, it's two people who are in a loveless marriage yelling at each other for two hours. Daniel Day-Lewis. It is an insufferable movie. I'm sorry, Phantom Thread. No, D-Day-Lewis, man, he was my hero. When I was a teenager, wanting to become an actor, like he was the epitome. He was the top actor to me mm-hmm. ever. Like the the greatest actor on the planet, in my opinion, was old D. Day Lewis. <laughs> and then the older I got, and the more acting that I did, I was like, bro, you that's too far. Yeah, too much. <laughs> I mean, look, you're doing this on purpose. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're doing this because you know you like the aesthetic of you being so <laughs> fucking weird, dude. Like Leonardo DiCaprio had that story of being on. Uh, they were at Equinox in Westwood, like months away from even starting to shoot Gangs of New York, and he is in Equinox as Bill the Butcher with the mustache and everything, and he like, like sectioned off a part of the gym that Leo couldn't come to and like yelling like curse words and shit because he's getting in character. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> like, oh my oh fucking my God, God, man. Leo probably saw him at Equinox and was just like, Oh, Hey man, this, get a D-Day. private gym. You weirdo. <laughs> like just get a home gym. And a Bill the butcher wouldn't have a home gym, man. He'd be, he'd he would be go, to yeah, he'd go to Equinox. Equinox. <laughs> oh, Daniel Day Lewis for the crucible. Built a cabin in the woods with his hands, <laughs> with tools. I'm not shitting you. This sounds like a joke, but this is a true story. With time-accurate tools from the 1600s and lived in it for like a year. We might have to <laughs> move some stuff around to the Dale Day-Lewis episode stat. <laughs> we the might greatest need a, actor to have ever lived. We need a Dale Day-Lewis episode <laughs> stat. The show's going to have to move to a bi-weekly schedule. <laughs> um, Seriously, though, we might. Uh, because also, when we get rich, let's do it, guys. A- bi-weekly. Back to, back to CAG, back to the Titanic. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the release of this thing. You know, the, the thing is shot. The people are hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take to shoot? Oh, it was like... I want to say 18 months. Wow. That is a long ass shoot. Fucking shoot. Uh, Yeah, they started, all of it started in 1995, and it came out in 1997. It was a big turnaround. Did did he get any pushback from the length? Uh, Not that I know of. I don't think, you know, I think people, nah. 
Okay. I don't think he did. I think people were pretty okay with long movies by now, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially something like this. It's like a historic mm-hmm. retelling, you know, by fucking the Terminator guy. You know? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. you know what you're in for, mm-hmm. you know. Um, was there a lot of was there a lot of dads who were like disappointed that their action movie guy is now making this chick flick? Who? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing back in those days. This was a chick flick, but then it was like, no, man, it's got tits, you know? Mm. And then, like, yeah, it was... And then the biggest joke was, like, my dad made it, too, but yeah. a lot of people made the, like, we know how this ends, yeah. you know? Yeah, but yeah. I, can, I can see just a lot of, like, people being like, I love Terminator. It was so <laughs> fun and explosions. Why is he doing a chick flick movie about yeah. a boat? Oh, no, <laughs> I vividly remember even at like 10 years old, Boom. you know, the kids in the neighborhood were like, well, you like Titanic? <laughs> you know, you little stuff that we don't bitch. say anymore. <laughs> Things that are no longer appropriate at all to say. <laughs> kids used to call each other in the 90s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're one of them floppy-haired boys, You're aren't you? one of them you? floppy-haired Leos. <laughs> little shit. Get them. They're just like coming to beat the shit out yeah. of you. You know, you'd look like you were. Floppy the is Titanic. the F word that they were using. Yeah, floppy. Yeah, <laughs> hey, little floppy. <laughs> Get them. Smear the floppy. Um. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you a little bit about the release. So, first of all, uh, the song, the Celine Dion song, My Heart Will Go On. Uh, James Cameron did not want this in the movie. Really? At all. Nope. He didn't want he didn't want a song in the film at all. Even over the he wanted the credits to roll and it was just fucking silent. Like you just witnessed the Titanic sinking and it's quiet and you're left with like, you know, the silence of death or whatever. <laughs> it's because it was so fucking silent and quiet twelve thousand feet at the bottom exactly. of the ocean when exactly. he's in the middle of that submarine. Uh Sitting down there for like hours, he's like, "This is how it is." <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and he would have music throughout, like the guys playing their instruments and some, you know, like your your movie music. He had a composer, mm-hmm. composer James Horner, did the music for the movie, and James Horner basically he was struggling to find a way. He kept watching the end of it with no music, and he didn't feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, this thing needs to end on a strong emotional note and he thought a song would be the best way to do it mm-hmm. i actually would be interested in seeing a version where it's edited out to be honest mm. um i know it's like a i mean we talked about it this is the reason we're talking about titanic in the first place is we talked about scores and this is one of the biggest ones yeah ever you know but that being said i mean it, it ages a little bit it's a little yeah. bit 90s you know mm-hmm. the the song is a little bit out of date, and it is a little bit jarring to be in 1912 hearing Celine Dion. You know, I don't know. There's just something sure, about it. I mean, it's sure. like making a World War II film now Yo. with, like, fucking MGK on or some <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> if Celine Dion was playing in 1911 on board the Titanic, the captain would have driven it into a fucking iceberg. <laughs> See, I'm glad to hear that. And everybody would have jumped <laughs> off willingly trying to escape the cacophony of Canada's number one expert. <laughs> I mean, I like the song. I know. A lot of people do. Look, we're in the minority here. I mean, the song made a lot of fucking money. Uh, apparently, the people who did not like it, though, are me, Dev, Celine Dion, and Kate Winslet also. <laughs> did Celine not. Dion didn't like her own song. Celine Dion Cameron. didn't even like it. There's 
is basically she said this was James Horner's idea. He like wrote the whole thing, and basically and her he story, asked her to sing it. Yeah, he asked her to sing it, and her story was that he sang it, and she was like, "That is horrible. I'll sing it." And she did one take. That's hmm. what she said. She just said she did one take for this song, and it got used for this movie. And yeah, Kate Winslet says it's like ear garbage to her. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. No, look, it sound, I don't know so if I mentioned I like this song. On, on a different yeah. episode. It reminds me of the song that they played in Mars Attacks to make the aliens explode. <laughs> <laughs> and look, like I said, I'm sorry for all the all the hate and all the shade. This thing won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. You know, so again, I mean, we're we Celine Dion. The Academy. Yeah. And great. <laughs> source <laughs> they're always right Much about what's good yeah. <laughs> so anyway uh <laughs> i'll get off the song before somebody <laughs> snipes me through the window right now i feel like i've i feel the blasphemy i'm sorry okay so but, so how uh so james cameron just acquiesced he was like if you yeah. think it sounds better i'll go with it yeah he basically just was like and i think the studio too the studio went fucking nuts for it mm-hmm. you know and the academy mm-hmm. apparently um, but yeah, the Titanic, so this thing comes out and including revenue from the 2012 and 2017 reissues, Titanic to this day has earned $659 million in North America and $1.8 billion in other countries. Wow. Uh, for a worldwide total of $2.195 billion dollars. It became the highest-grossing film of all time worldwide in 1998, and if you remember, remained so for 12 years until, until old James Jimmy Cameron did it again. Beat it again. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Avatar, baby. Avatar. He 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 came at it again. Also written and directed by him, by the way. He wrote and directed both of those movies. Fucking king, dude. He's he is literally the king. He's literally <laughs> let let him direct the next Avengers film oh. and just like really blow it out. The, the first water. trillion dollar film, <laughs> like more money than is on Earth, was like spent into this film somehow. I thought I thought he was gonna do that space movie with Tom Cruise and Elon. Oh Musk. God, <laughs> really? Space Jam. He is doing space stuff now. <laughs> space Jam. <laughs> He's doing. <laughs> like uh, I don't know. I I knew that Tom Cruise was gonna do some movie. In oh, Africa. that's oh, right. The, the Russians, Russians beat shot him to it. What? There's I heard the Russians beat him to it. The Russians beat Tom Cruise. They're gonna film a movie in space before Tom Cruise gets to. That's what I hear. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, so yeah, d- James Cameron directing the first movie shot in space sounds on brand. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Imagine. Those working. (laughs) (laughs) You're actually going to die filming this one. I'm sorry. (laughs) He brings back the 150 core extras from Titanic. Imagine. Could you imagine 80 people being spiked on PCP? (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say that. Imagine being spiked on PCP in space. (laughs) (laughs) He's floating around with a bunch of pins stuck in his face. He's like, ah! Oh man! Uh, do you guys think Avatar Two is gonna do fucking banger numbers? I don't numbers? think it's gonna do what the first one did. Really? I think the first one was we were all I, we're at a different time those, now. Those days yeah, are over. we're the days of streaming. Are yeah, lives. and we're twelve years into fucking Avengers movies now. Yeah, it's like it's we've seen I, all. I originally, the... I, what I had heard was 
he was the uh, Avatar two. He was waiting on the technology for glassesless three D in movie theaters, uh, which, to oof. my knowledge, is not technology that exists. That sounds like it would kill you. That's called hologram. <laughs> yeah, called hologram. Just a whole hologram movie. So Jesus, look. listen, I I. I have a intimate relationship with 3D movies because of my blind eye. I can't watch 3D movies. Oh, oh shit! It, it takes it, it when I, I can't when I put the glasses on. It's still you can I still see like uh, a little bit of like a, a remnant because it's supposed to be the combination of red mm-hmm. and blue with those fake ones or mm-hmm. even like the single ones. Right. It's just weird. The brain processes the image weird. different. So, but, but what I do tell people is, it's like I'm looking out of a camera lens. Oh all yeah, the time. Oh. yeah. But yeah, this thing, of course, it was fucking gangbusters. This was the first foreign language film to succeed in India, actually, which has the largest movie-going audience in the world. Um, a 2017 Hindustan Times report attributes this to the film's similarities and shared themes with most Bollywood films. Kind of makes sense. Hmm. There's no dancing. A lot of more death. I, I was thinking it might be like you know a bunch of Indians saying, "Wait a minute, you tell me there's a movie about a bunch of British people <laughs> drowning." <laughs> that is very true. Uh, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we want to see this." Like they were they were, they were uh, on the side of the iceberg. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude. Um, what uh, what did this do opening weekend? Do you have those numbers? I do. Uh, oh, on its opening day, this thing, it earned $8,658,814 on its opening day. And over the weekend, made $28,600,000. What's that just for inflation? We have it ballparked. We've done so many projects from this time That's period. True. It's kind of like a rough yeah. estimate. What did you say? Eight hundred. So it was mil? eight million on its opening day. Oh. So let me get that. I bet you that's like thirty-two million. I bet now. you're right. All those zeros. Oh my God, Deb, you're right on. Wow. Yeah, eight million on its opening day. <laughs> wow. Which is thirteen million. Deb is the new inflation calculator. So what's <laughs> opening weekend? Can Deb, can you do the same math? Twenty-eight million on its opening weekend. So, oh, it's yeah, opening? on the, the weekend, uh, twenty-eight mil. Deb, you want to wager a guess? Uh, eighty-four mil. Close, fifty mil. Oh, okay. about fifty mil. Yeah, okay. and that was in two thousand six hundred and seventy-four theaters that it opened that weekend. So they said it was averaging about ten thousand dollars per venue, uh, which is insane. Wow, ten thousand dollars going through each theater. You know, um, of course, it ranked number one at the box office. Uh, it, at the time, it beat uh, James Bond, Tomorrow Never Dies, and by by New Year's Day, it had made $120 million. Um, it had increased in popularity, and theaters continued to sell out even throughout New Year's. Its highest-grossing single day, actually, wasn't even... It was later on. It was on February 14th, 1998, it earned $13 million Valentine's on that day. day. That, yep, that was it. Saturday of uh, Valentine's Day of 1998. $13 million that day. Hey, honey. You know it sounds like a really romantic <laughs> time? dying? <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go watch a movie about this couple dying. <laughs> the boat sink movie. <laughs> the boat sink movie. <laughs> honey, let's go see the boat sink movie. <laughs> I know what happens at the end. No, it's about a love story. <laughs> 
It's like, no, no, the, the love story should have been about homegirl in the bed not leaving her husband's side. Not Rose being like, hey, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I ain't comfortable on this yeah. door, baby. Every dude in that theater was like, you better not know a floppy-haired boy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> if I see any floppy-haired yeah. boys around the house after this movie, you're, y'all are both going to die in the cold Yo. water. <laughs> How many conversations you guys think around the world were had on the drive home with a guy and girl being like, yo, so you got to let me on that door, right? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you would have you you done different, right? You know? around the house. Uh, yeah, your you're, you're, uh, joy leaving that movie depends directly in ratio to how floppy your hair was. If you're already the floppy-haired boy, you're like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, my God. Please write into film history if you broke up on the night of 1998 Valentine's Day over watching the Titanic. I want to hear that Your hair wasn't story. floppy enough. Your hair wasn't or, floppy or enough. any time watching the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever broken up over the Titanic movie, please let us know. Uh, if James Cameron has... All, if White Starline and James Cameron have also cost you... Uh, a lot of life. Let us know. A loved, a loved one. <laughs> Please call 1-800-FILM-HISTORY. The history of film. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it stayed at number one for 15 weeks in North America, which was a record at the time for any film ever. Um, it stayed in theaters in North America for almost 10 months before finally closing on Thursday, October 1st, 1998, with a is that the longest running? It's film? one of the longest. It's absolutely one of the longest. I know. I think there's some so wait, like it was in, in theaters for a year. It was in theaters for almost a year. Wow, that's insane. It was just, they kept fucking selling. Like, yeah. And when it all said and done, just North America alone, when they finally closed it in October, it was six hundred million dollars that they had made from this thing. That's in so crazy. You know, that's yeah. I mean, that's basically inflation. That's like a billion dollars. Yeah, you know? that's so crazy. And so they just kept fucking... I want to say it was probably like the new Star Wars, like episode one, that was also yeah. running. The Paramount was, uh, throughout the 10-month run, they were having to like send people with replacement reels to theaters because they were burning through the reels Whoa, for this thing. Wow, that's Paramount ins- literally was like running out of fucking film to show <laughs> for this fucking movie. <laughs> it was like well did the real the reels came with a little bag of <laughs> for the operator <laughs> press play and have fun brother up next the doors courtesy james cameron <laughs> this film needs only be played at high speed <laughs> and this was one of the first ones to also do this so they basically they take it out of theaters but they're still running it in about 450 theaters and it's still running when it's released on VHS on September 1st, 1998, in the old two VHS package that you could get. It was still playing in theaters. Wow. Yeah. It dominated the Academy Awards of 1998, scoring 14 Oscar nominations, 11 wins, including Best Picture, Best Director, her, her nomination for Best Supporting Actress. At age 87, Gloria Stewart became the oldest person to ever be nominated for an Oscar. She held this record for 19 years, by the way, until 2018, when Christopher Plummer was nominated for Best Supporting Actor at age 88. Stewart, however, still holds the record for oldest woman nominated in Supporting Actress. Uh, yeah, and she parted wow. with the fucking Marx Brothers, man. Apparently, they <laughs> couldn't give her a role, I guess. I don't know. Wait, did she win? So, no, she didn't win. I don't know who she lost out to. Drake. 
Did you say something about the James Cameron's family maybe <laughs> a little influence over the Oscars? <laughs> maybe they just might, man. They just might. Uh, yeah. How, what was it? How many nominations in eleven? Yeah, wins? it was. It was fourteen nominations and eleven wins. Listen to this. It was the first film to be nominated twice for an Academy Award for the portrayal of the same character. Kate Winslet received a Best Actress nomination for her role as Rose, and Gloria Stewart received a Best Supporting Actress nomination for her role as Rose. And that was the first time that had ever happened. The next time it did happen was also a Kate Winslet movie in 2001 called Iris. That apparently happened in that as well. Uh, And, of course, the Best Picture Academy Award winner to be produced directed, written, and edited all by the same person. Wait, he edited the movie too? All directors sort of, they're in the editing room. Is he the credited director? (laughs) You mean the credited editor? Yeah, sorry, Um, editor, yeah. I don't don't think so. I didn't look in the credits. Interesting. No, I usually have a firm. It's usually like what who blah 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 yeah. associates yeah. or whoever is like the editing editor editing right. company. I mean, who knows? He's James Cameron. He might have fucking been in there cutting up film for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like pasting um, it together. So wait, can, can you sorry, can you list off one more time everything at one? Um oh I guess I don't have them all. Alright, I have the wins. Okay. Okay. So it won the best picture, uh best director, best art direction, best cinematography, best costume design. Uh, best film editing, best original dramatic score, right. best original song, best sound, best sound effects editing, and best visual effects. I agree with all that. Was nominated for best actress for Kate Winslet, best supporting actress for Gloria, and was nominated for best makeup. Did yeah. not win those. Yeah, and I guess Leo didn't even get nominated for that one. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Honestly, Leo, uh, he said later on that he hates his performance in this movie. Really? Yeah, and I mean, look, they were new. He and yeah. Kate Winslet were both so mm-hmm. new at the time. I mean, I'm sure this was... And especially just, like, imagine being on set of that fucking huge thing, trying to put on some sort of performance mm-hmm. while you're 50 feet in, an a- in the air on a million dollars. Being tortured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, being tortured in a So why lot. did why did DiCaprio and James Cameron not get along on this set? Well, I think Leo was fine with them. I think Leo mm-hmm. said that he would work with James Cameron again. It was oh, Kate okay. Winslet mainly who was like, fuck this, I'm never doing another James Cameron movie. And it was because of all the injuries and... James Cameron's not a, like I said, he's not a great guy to work with. You know, I mean, the story of him not even letting people go take a mm-hmm. piss mm-hmm. is, I mean, they got dosed with PCP, and I'm not trying to victim blame here or anything, but probably because of something that James Cameron said to the guy while he was firing him yeah. that set him off so much mm-hmm. that he was that pissed. So it is it is, um, it is, is tied of two other movies for the most Oscar wins of all time. Like, Eleven, I believe, is the most Oscar category wins for any right. movie. Uh, the first one was uh, the uh, 1959 film Ben-Hur. Wow. And then uh, Titanic. And then the most recent one is The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Uh, All of those have 11 wins. Gotcha. So uh, I also, I have made a grave error when requesting this episode because I did not realize when I asked us to do this that it was an Oscar winner. Oh, yeah. Which means we're going a little out of order for our Oscar talk. Sorry, Malik. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, this was a Best Picture winner. Yeah. Oh, well. 
But by the time we, we get, get to, to 1998, this, we'll all be dead. It'll be 2098. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Malik. I apologize. You're supposed to be on this one, I guess. Um, yeah. Shit. I didn't well, think about that. But we'll yeah, do better let's... next time. <laughs> next time. Or maybe we'll just do a whole nother one. Let's do it in, again. In five years. Fuck it, know? we'll do it again. Fuck it, we'll do it live. You know, <laughs> I'll have even more Titanic information for you by then. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to include information on Titanic 2 at that point. <laughs> we'll all have been on the maiden voyage. Yeah, yep. Um, we'll do our last and final podcast from the of deck the of, yes, of, the dude, of the Titanic 2. <laughs> We will be the band. Yeah, we will be doing this podcast. Hear our voices to calm We'll be doing this podcast live as we sink under the waves. Yeah, and also, again, I say this for every episode, but if you haven't seen this movie, go see Titanic. It's three mm-hmm. hours and 20 minutes long, so set aside some time for it. Also, if you want to see another Titanic movie, uh, A Night to Remember in 1958 was another Titanic movie, but that was like... That was before we had all the technology, of course. And not only had all the technology, that's obvious, but mm-hmm. before we had all the knowledge of the Titanic. So that movie is super inaccurate. Yeah, basically. Cool. Yeah, super <laughs> inaccurate, but, you know, a fun watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Night um, to Remember, 1958. Also, uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend everyone go out there and watch James Cameron's first directorial debut in 1982. Do you guys happen to know what this presser's gem true, might be? Is that True Lies? No, no, no this was right be- a little bit before True Lies. Um, it is uh, it, his first breakout movie was Terminator, and then Aliens, then yeah. The Abyss, then Terminator Two, then True Lies. Oh wow, I didn't realize True Lies was so late. Also, I always forget he did Terminator. Yeah. He did Aliens. Yeah. I always forget he did Aliens. Yeah, he yeah he did uh, Aliens. Yeah, yeah, so, not Alien. Yeah. Aliens. Very different movies. Yes. Very aliens. <laughs> I don't like I don't like either of them. Another movie where there were nightmare stories about James Cameron coming out of there. He fired a guy for calling it Alien 2 on set. <laughs> he called it he said we're filming Alien 2 and James Cameron fired him because it's called fucking Aliens, not Jesus Alien 2. Christ. <laughs> Look, man, when well, when someone is a a genius, uh, they they're not all, they're not great people usually. Little things know? set them off. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's very the think of like a Kanye level genius. <laughs> You're gonna get some. That's actually behavior. a very apt comparison. He's like the Kanye <laughs> he's the of best. film. Yeah, the man is the best. His numbers don't lie. The two <laughs> the two biggest movies ever made are the same guy who wrote and directed them. He he puts numbers on the board. He puts numbers on sure. the board. He's just not a very fun person. <laughs> Unless you fill them up full of PCP, then it becomes like a lot of fun, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, PCP James Cameron sounded a lot nicer to me than not <laughs> yeah, on the PCP. devil-eyed one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he's come a long way from his first movie in 1982, which was Piranha oh, 2. Oh hell one. yeah, Piranha 2 is pretty good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so that that project had a bunch of difficulties too and it's even up for dispute whether Cameron was present for the entirety of principal photography or oh, whether God. he was fired that two means weeks he is denying being on set for some of that is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> it's like I wasn't there for that part 
Yeah. I'm not familiar yeah. with this movie. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Piranhas too. Uh, either of them. The yeah. the entire either. crew was he hired the executive producer hired an Italian crew that didn't speak English. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> a bold choice. So everybody's on set making a piranha movie and they're, you know, not talking Italian. <laughs> but yeah, that is uh that was Titanic. Um that was the I think Dev and I were talking about it a little bit earlier, but I don't know if it'll make it in, but Basically, the story of one of the most historic films ever made was a movie about a historic ship. <laughs> it, was, it was a very expensive movie about a very expensive ship. Um, a lot of people got hurt doing both, being on the real <laughs> Titanic and on the set. Uh, <laughs> a lot of cold water was involved. And now we have, um, you know, floppy-haired Leos just uh, all grown up and so, in true hollywood fashion it costs more and made more than the actual yeah, event and yeah. probably was way more popular than the actual the movie was event. more expensive <laughs> and raked in more money than the real titanic could ever even dream of i wonder if you told someone who died the there only that that way was the case <laughs> They'll be like, what's the movie? Those things I watched in the, in the loud tents? <laughs> the loud tent stuff? The loud tent stuff? You guys made a movie about? <laughs> it's like, who would want to see that? You can't yeah. even hear what's going Three on. Three hours? Good <laughs> the, Lord, I'll be the, dead by then. The piano man can't stay sober that long. <laughs> they did. They invited one of the, uh, the survivors mm-hmm. to the screening. Mm-hmm. Uh, they invited M- Milvina Dean. She was 97. Did she go? No, she did not. She was um, like, I don't want that PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course not. Oh, I'm sorry. She wasn't 97 at the time. She was like in her 80s at the mm. time when the movie came out. And yeah, she said no. <laughs> no, uh, no thanks. My grandfather said the same thing about Saving Private Ryan. Mm. He was like, I'm not going to go watch fucking D-Day in the movie theater <laughs> like unless you want to see me <laughs> kill people or something, you know. Uh, but uh, probably a good idea not to, huh? you know, uh, especially as accurate as it, as it mm. was. I mean, it literally would have been seeing the whole thing again. Yeah. You know. Um, um, so, wait, a question, because we kind of glazed past this in the beginning, and maybe there, it doesn't really, maybe there's nothing else to it. But the casting of DiCaprio, uh, you said this is basically like everyone in town wanted this everybody, role? Everybody, both roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a $200 million budget, you know. Yeah, so, with James Cameron. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it, every agent uh, was everybody. was um was River Phoenix already dead at the time? Was yes. River Phoenix is really So a time I traveler. I what I what I had heard was <laughs> that like River was actually the first choice for this and a lot of people theorized that if River hadn't died, DiCaprio wouldn't have gotten this role. DiCaprio wouldn't be DiCaprio right now. Interesting. Like DiCaprio has this career because River died basically. Wow. Maybe. Who knows, man. Uh, Johnny Depp was up for it as well and he didn't get it. Wow. Um, I'm telling you, like, name an actor who was very mm-hmm. active and very handsome in 1998. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went up for this floppy-haired role. Why, why did they go up to DiCaprio? James Cameron just liked him? Yeah, James Cameron liked him. He was probably, honestly, a lot cheaper mm-hmm. at the time than yeah. uh, Christian Bale, even River yeah. Phoenix. He would have been cheaper than River Phoenix at the yeah. time, there's no doubt. you know. Yeah. And same with Kate Winslet, and it's almost... You got James Cameron. You have enough name. Yeah. You have enough there. You have $200 million mm-hmm. in the budget to make the exact accurate recreation mm-hmm. of this thing. It's something that people are already pretty interested in. Yeah, you don't need the huge names yeah, to sell it. Yeah. The budget's already astronomical. Yeah, yeah. That right. makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I think I think we got to give Leo his credit, and I don't think that this movie was a make or break because the movie that he did right before this, What's Eating Gilbert yeah. Grape, he was nominated yeah, for he an blew, Academy Award uh, yeah, and he a Gold Globe. He was definitely a big actor at the time, but yeah. I still think he was at probably 19. cheaper than mm-hmm. like you know Christian Bale had been working since he was ten years right. old. Right. Well, and Gilbert know? Grape was probably more of like an indie darling, right? Yeah. 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 So and, it would be. It's. It's like. I mean, honestly. It's it's like um, casting Timothy Chalamet in Dune, right? Like yeah, exactly. I, yeah, that's a, that's pretty much exactly what we have here. Mm-hmm. A guy who's like, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? And I imagine guys? like you know you also had like Johnny Depp would have been too dark. You're looking mm-hmm. for like a really like poppy type mm-hmm. of happy go lucky dude. Yeah, you know, this dude's poor, but he's like yeah, but he's fun. fun. He's yeah, poor but fun. Yeah, oh yeah, they're God. looking for fun and flop. Did you fucking imagine Johnny? Oh my in God! There? Holy shit! What a different. It would have been s- even sadder. <laughs> like he would have made that movie even fucking sadder, dude. You just, 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 just boats movies his whole life. He's yeah, like, I, can't, I can't get yeah. out of the water. Johnny Depp's just like, oh, don't don't go over the side of that. <laughs> the water down there is cold. Are you trying to kill? Say, are you trying to kill yourself? Can I join you? I want to get out of get off this ship too. (laughs) I also can't see Paul Rudd in the role. That would be so weird. No, fuck Paul Rudd. His hair's not floppy enough. Oh no, dude! Thank God that didn't happen. This movie would have made two fucking dollars if that happened. I hate Paul Rudd. I'm sorry. I love you, Paul Rudd. I'm just kidding. I just hate you as an actor and as a person, but I love you. Um. <laughs> He's liked by enough people. He doesn't need to be liked by you. Yeah, exactly. It's the same shit with Celine Dion. Like, me not liking this song is not hurting her any, okay? Yeah. Like, let her... It's whatever, man. I just... I don't like that song. I don't like Paul Rudd. I'm not getting cast in Titanic anytime soon, because I'm definitely not happy-go-lucky enough. <laughs> Well, maybe Titanic too. We'll go for darker. <laughs> we'll go a darker route. I'll get my hair as floppy as I fucking can. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think but, those are all my questions. Yeah. <laughs> that was Titanic. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, I'm. I, I, this. I can't believe we've been going for three and a half hours, I and I, I don't. I'm not feeling the itch to get out of my chair. Honestly, yeah, like, this is fascinating. Very, very good episode. I loved doing the research. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to hear your opinion on our social media whether this episode was unsinkable oh. or not. I wonder if this episode is going to... Uh, uh, this podcast is almost as long as the movie itself. Right. <laughs> Iceberg. Right I think it is. I think this podcast is going to do... As, in relation to... The, we're going to do just as much success as exactly. Titanic. Yeah, this will be... Dude, this will be our box office. Think of this. Buster. From the beginning of this podcast to now, the Titanic would have started sinking and already sank. Wait, really? Yep. How long did it take? Two and a half hours. Wow. That's how long it took for that bitch to be two and a half miles underwater. Everybody did. Stressful two and a half hours. Yeah, not a great two Uh, and a half hours. Not not a great... And meanwhile, you just got fucking violin players over there. Damn, that's, you got that's, Paul Rudd over there on the strings, you know, <laughs> playing the doors. I wonder if if you guys remember the scene where they're like, it's going right against the iceberg and there's like chunks of ice yeah. like falling onto the deck yeah. and stuff. I wonder if there's any ballsy or just batshit crazy dumb motherfucker that just like jumped off onto the iceberg. Oh, right that now. would have been like the move, dude. You probably could have. You could have. Yeah. Well, probably freeze to death. Yeah, and it just depends how far. I mean, you probably like wave. Yeah, that's now. true. When the when the. Yeah, I think I'd rather be on an iceberg than in the water. Yeah, yeah. I think the one is. That's there. how. 
You definitely wouldn't freeze. To That's death how right we would have known Jack was a time traveler. He <laughs> just like fucks off onto the iceberg. He's like, I saved Rose. <laughs> now the Terminator can happen. <laughs> now I'm too scared to make the Terminator. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Oh, man. Anyway. The Titanic 2 starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'd watch it. I just think, I'd watch the hell out of it. You can yeah. find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings. And on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings. You can find my merch line where I travel back into the 1920s at RagingTwaysMerch.com. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Hollywood Drake. Uh, hey, TikTok algorithm's been weird. Pump my numbers up. Go go check that out. I started a new series where I satirically review Smash Brothers characters. Nice. It's, it's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I love the journey. I think those are all my socials. All right. Go ahead, dude. You find me uh, not hitting icebergs <laughs> in the North Atlantic, <laughs> but on Instagram at sailor underscore dev uh, and check out all of our uh, film projects coming up at Abracadabra Films socials um, Twitter all that good stuff we're having we're gonna have some fun here hell yeah and you can find us at Film History the History of Film all over the place you can find me at either Jimmy Deloy or James Wyatt Scott depending on where you're looking for me and you can also find me walking out to the deck in my finest tuxedo and a $1,000 cigar, which if you run that through the old inflation calculator is around a $20,000 cigar. <laughs> and uh, facing my inevitable death on board a very expensive boat. And that was Film History, The, the History of the, of the Titanic. Yo, how many people you think just started fucking right when they knew the shit <laughs> was going Dude, hopefully a lot of them. Just, hopefully a lot of them. There's one guy who was just jerking off in the corner and be like, can you stop? Be like, it's fucking dead in two hours. He's off my back. One of the worst nightmares to me is, you know, we're talking about during this time. Oh, God, I'm getting right back into the episode here. But, uh... One of the worst parts is that some people didn't know what was going on and they were still just fucking asleep or, like, passed out drunk or whatever and probably woke up to a room full of water. Why is this room upside down? Yes, why is it upside down and full of ice-cold water? And it's way too late by then. You're dead. You know, good fucking luck. Can we get room service? <laughs> fix, fix the Can you bring me some ham or something? <laughs> I should have gotten a second class <laughs> instead of third this is class. Why there should have been more than a thousand bottles of wine on this fucking trip. <laughs> Man, anyway. Ah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about?